Hey, it was good, was good, was good. Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the role podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What is good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. What's good, fellas? Not My family. Much, What's good, good, y'all? It's been a while. It's been it's it's been kind of crazy here in Vegas. Yes, to say the least, it's been yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. By the way, what what just happened? Some like Latin award show just happened this yeah. weekend. This past weekend, yeah. Premios lo nuestro. And it was like from Thursday to like Sunday was nothing but Latin parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked like light was just crazy all weekend with Latin parties. Light was crazy with Latin parties. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thursday was Dre's with like Maven Jason. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then Saturday, this dude uh, was opening at uh, Elia Beach in nice. the Virgin yeah. with the big homie for big for homie. dynamic. Just yeah. a big homie, bro. Oh, he called me. He's like, yeah. yo, I need you, primo. I was like, all right, cool. I'm down. Yeah. And How I was just, it? It was dope. We had a good time. Mariah Angelique, right? Oh, my God, Mariah. So Mariah Angelique is a like reggaeton artist. Yeah, up yeah. and coming artist. And then uh, Dynamic has been working with her a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, so Dynamic, uh, you know, he, he has a residency at Elia Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was performing. And I think we'll play. What's her biggest song right that now? The one with Carol G, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maquinon. So wait, what happened? Dynamic hit you up to open, right? Yeah, he hit me up. I think it was Monday. He hit me up on Monday. He's like, hey, are you available this weekend on Saturday to open up for me at uh, Alia Beach? And I was like, yeah. And he just like, show up at 2. I mean, play, be ready to play at 2. We showed up at 1. I, uh-huh. I took cricket with me. Hey, I was spinning from Altura. The, he's a partners with uh, Exile uh-huh. for that Altura party on DJ Wednesdays AR. and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. DJ AR. Yeah, he, he was, was dope. He's yeah. uh, yo, it was, It's crazy. Like, There's a whole... There's such a Latin presence in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know. Like in Sundays, you got the sale, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then Thursdays, you have Dre's, yeah. right? Wednesdays, you have Altura in mm-hmm. downtown, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they also have Saturdays now. At, right. Yeah, at the park. At and the then park, you have Sunday at uh, Gold Spike. Jason Maven, Maven Jason just started Does this that, party about a month two parties, ago. Yeah. Which I checked out last night, man. It's a vibe. It's cool. It's, it's it was all outdoor last night, so you could tell like summertime. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be lit, bro. The taco stage good. is perfect. Yeah, the taco truck out, out there as well. I was yeah. talking to Jason. I'm like, yo, like, can you believe where we are? Like, th- like four years ago, there was like no Latin presence on the yeah. strip. Now there's That's like everywhere. There's and like we three were to talking, four parties. Probably, we yeah. probably talked about it at that at that time too. Yeah, like, yeah. Yo, there's really no Latin parties in the city. No, and now there's a huge presence. Bro, it's to, a huge presence. To think that Bad Bunny was at Dre's and you go see Bad Bunny for twenty five dollars in two thousand eighteen is yeah. bananas to what he is now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. This dude did a great job, man. He did like a, a one hour set. Uh huh. You played a lot of good shit. You know, you was was you nervous because it was yeah. In the beginning, I was nervous. I was nervous. I was like, oh shit. And then once I kind of found my footing and kind of thought about what he was, what uh, dynamic was going to play after me and stuff like that, I kind of figured it out. But yeah, he, he played all Latin, right? No, oh, no. I well, the thing was, he told me you could play Latin and hip hop, but I kind of uh, shied away a little bit more from the Latin because I knew he was going to do mostly Latin stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went to the hip hop, you know, gave him some twerk shit, some the hood shit, and then I got out of that. Play more Latin, but I kept it mostly hip hop. Honestly, I, to be honest with you, I like I, I thought I think it's better if the openers played no Latin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if they just played hip hop, like a little R and B, maybe like sprinkles of some some Latin, Latin flavor. Like, but yeah. it's just better if everyone's just like not hearing Latin for like an hour and a half. 
Mm-hmm. And, they just and get then, hit with it. and then dynamic gets on headlines and explodes just with all him. this Latin yeah. shit. Yeah. So it's it's like it's he's almost better off. Yeah, you. I I would say you're almost better off not playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any that, Latin, but I don't know how. But that might not be the vibe that dynamic wants to set. You yeah, know? yeah. But then when he he got on, he was like, "Yo, what you been playing?" And I told him, "I'm like, yo, hip hop was working for me, so I play mostly that." He's like, "All right, cool. What did you play for?" The last shit, I'm like, I ain't playing none of the shit you're gonna play for sure. He's yeah. like, all right, cool. I mean, he played some shit though. I was playing some. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't play him. And, him and DJ AR was kind of like, you know, what I'm saying they was I, showing out a little bit. Nah, I wasn't playing. <laughs> it should, honestly, man, if I was music director, I would have been like, don't play any Latin. Yeah, you know, because like, or if you're gonna play Latin, play like early like Ozuna. Mm-hmm. J Balvin shit. Don't play anything like in the past. What like three, three, four years? Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's Osuna too, huh? <laughs> that's Osuna and all that shit that you no, brought up too. No, I'm saying bring up like yeah, but old, old shit, oh, like, old, older, older yeah. joints, like more. I was like, trying more new shit. stuff in the Daddy Yankee album. I, I like to play that. A lot of people just they haven't really. Caught yeah, because I would even stay away from like the anthems from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying like Gasolinas all the yeah Ivy Queens and all that shit yeah. and uh, your void the Donald Oye Mars delay. I would stay away from all that shit. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, because it's like you if you headline in for two hours or I think you had to do two, three hours. Three hours. You you could use all of that shit, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. you don't wanna you don't wanna headline and be like playing it the second time. Yeah. Right. It don't make no sense. It don't hit as hard. Mm-hmm. And then you want people to be thirsty for Latin. Yeah. Like so like when you come on, you're like the antidote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you were gonna headline and do open format or you were gonna do mainly hip hop. You know, you'd want you'd want someone. I don't know, like if you, everyone's just like fiending for hip hop and they're waiting for it, and there's and you're with an artist. Wouldn't you want to just explode with the hip hop mm-hmm. and have them be like, "Oh my God, we're hearing hip hop finally." Yeah, yeah. kind of like that, right? Mm-hmm. I can see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would do that. You guys, was I, it busy? Was it packed? It was full, man. It was yeah, pretty yeah. full, yeah. And then Mariah Angelique, she did a good job. Yeah, she did a great. I job. actually didn't know how many she has. She has a couple records. <laughs> she had like eight records. Yeah. Oh, she did, she did eight records. Yeah, she did about eight. Oh, or she 10 did a whole like there. nice little hour set. Yeah, I don't know. like a it cool was, forty-five. Yeah. yeah, but I'm proud of this dude, man. He did That's like a, a large venue and stuff. Uh-huh. Just Yo. needs to you know clean up, clean up the the mixes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how'd you, know you like that? that DJ booth? I, I love that booth. It's nice. It's really dope. That's, it's very spacious. That's, yeah, that's the booth that has AC yeah. and the table. The AC yeah. um, you put on top of your um, Man. laptop, right? Well, no, it, no, has, it's cooler? Yeah. it has it has air conditioning inside the table. So the table's vented. Oh, yeah. shit. And then it so comes from under. Comes yeah. There's air conditioning hitting uh, all the equipment, and it's, it's just nothing. That's beautiful. fucking dope. Yeah. Why, why is like that's not at every um, day party? Because it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, it looked pricey. It is yeah. So the story behind that that booth uh-huh. is that the guy who designed like Dead Mouse's stage when he went on tour uh-huh. yeah. designed that DJ booth. Man, that booth is amazing. So like you could tell there was a mind of like a DJ who designed dope, the man. shit, man. Shit, man. And it's, there's there's no angle to where sun's gonna hit you. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of worried about that. Yeah, there's no sun that's going to hit you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only problem is from far away, you can't see who's DJing. No, no. It's just like small Uh, window. It's really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there's like, there's no sun that hits you. And also, it's just like um, the table's at the perfect height. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, they put thought into all of that shit. That's fucking dope, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I was talking to like, uh, I think I I put it on my Instagram stories and all of these managers and like, you know, venue runners. Yeah. 
they were like hit me like oh shit that's crazy i'm like yeah y'all just need to step that shit up right <laughs> take note i feel uh, like right? there's, a, there's a couple of pools that just got like an ac like a portable ac for just the, to, for the, the dj <laughs> give it to the trays with the ice and <laughs> yeah that shit is so dangerous man I, I think i think if i gotta do a pool i think i gotta really just start getting ready to just do uh just sticks just yeah. sticks over man yep yeah it's just like y'all y'all actually did sticks for the first time i want i want to be able to like actually you know be able to swap from serato to record box uh -huh. so i could just do sticks whenever i need to and shit yeah. that, if that way like in case something happens with my laptop I could just always go on sticks and I could just still DJ. Yeah. 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 Like I, recently I did a, a pool party and my laptop wasn't reading the controller. So I had to use sticks. What controller was it? It was the Pioneer um, XDJ slash XZ. Oh, wow. Yeah. Say it again, but faster. <laughs> like you know what you're talking the, the about. The Pioneer XDJ slash XZ. Sound like you're naming uh, Elon Musk's kids over there. <laughs> he, like he, he looked like he was getting his eye checked. Like XZ, To the power of two, you carry the one. Slash. So how was it? It was actually, it was easy. At first, it was like kind of difficult to like um, scroll down the, the list and shit. But once I got it going, it was just like really, it was quick. So this is the thing. I have a lot of conversations when I see motherfuckers DJ on sticks. Uh -huh. Do you feel like you're paying attention to the music in the crowd more? Because that's what everyone says. Like when they're, when they're on the laptop, they're more engaged with the laptop and right. what's next. And when they're playing on sticks... It's almost like vinyl, where you kind of pick a song, it is, yeah. and you play it, uh -huh. and then you're kind of like you're vibing to this, you're look you're looking at people, and then a, a little bit, yeah, you're right. And also, I didn't, I wasn't using um the record record bots, so I didn't have no cue, so I had to like start from the beginning of the song, mm. which is, is kind of difficult, but it's, it's like, like it's like an old school exactly vinyl. So, but like I said, I got used to it, and it was like kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. and I was kind of pissed off because I just bought a new laptop. <laughs> and I was thinking, I bought it just because I know I was going to do pool parties this summer, and I'm like, I need this, a new laptop. So I bought a new one, but then I thought about it. I'm like, damn, I just could have saved 2000 plus dollars and just. Why don't you return it? Hold, hold on. <laughs> the day he was telling us how much he spent, I wanted to tell him, you should have just gone to Sticks. I know. Like, it's only going to be a couple hundred dollars, but he was already too invested. I mean, if I might fuck it, it's done. What's done is done. But nah, I'm going to keep it. I'm happy with my new laptop, but still, I was just thinking, damn, I could just yeah. fucking Sticks. So you got the M1. Yeah. How is it? It's dope. It's dope. It looks yeah. amazing. It looks like it has like a, almost like the old school unibody. It, yeah, exactly. It is. I even call like um cut corners. Is that the, is that the new one? Yep. So you just brought it out. You, <laughs> that shit ain't even on. You just got it open. <laughs> you just want to show that shit off? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So I, I hit up cut corners and ask him, was it? I asked him, should I get it? He was like, yeah. This is like the best laptop to come out in years. Mm -hmm. Especially for um Survivor DJ, so he was like, "Yeah, definitely get it." It's like the two. It's like what we what we had in two thousand three to two thousand fifteen, but yeah. like a better version. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great. Yeah. I want to. I want to get it maybe this, later this year. I just want the second generation. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want the first one. You just wait to see. What's that? I never <laughs> get see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I never get the first generation of anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. I watch iPad. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I always wait for the second generation. When, when, let them work out the kinks a little bit. Yeah, because they, there was that Steve Jobs shit. He's like, always be first. He, uh -huh. Like his motto was to always be first, always be first. Yeah. So just even if it's not 100% ready, just release it first. Mm -hmm. Be the first one. But I, I always think like if you always get the first one with, with Apple, I feel like there's all these kinks yeah. and shit and then they work it out later and the all second gen is okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's why I'm always like, I always get the second gen. Like, mm. Steve just want to get that shit out. <laughs> so I'm going to get the second one. <laughs> I actually, uh, I was going to mention that I actually use that controller that I never used. Yo, I hate controllers, especially that one, man. That one's so hard to, like, maneuver through, plug in, try to, like, just have it connect with your computer. It's not a plug-and-play controller. No, it's not. You like, gotta you actually like, go in and kind of like it's almost like a, a, a light version of how you would use HID mode. Yeah, you kind of have, have to sync like shit things and like once you get it going, it's cool. But like the yeah. initial startup, you could get a little confusing. You're not getting mm-hmm. a signal. You're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Like, yeah. man, it's just too. But much. But you could tell that controller is made for people that aren't on laptops. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah one thousand. It's made to be on sticks or made exclusively for Rekordbox. And then you can obviously use your laptop, but it's going—it's a little tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We should do like a—we should do like a challenge to see if we could all just kind of switch over to sticks before the end of the summer. Oh man! And do like a full gig. I think you know what? Here's the thing: I didn't have my, my music organized right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that kind of fucked me up because I just put a bunch of songs on the on the um, disc and, mm-hmm. and used it. But if I had everything organized. It would have went smoother. All right, so let's say let's let's say let's give ourselves a month uh-huh. to prep with record box. Yeah. And see if each of us can do one gig in June. Yeah. With sticks. Are you worried about I did four hours the other day and I was impressed. And I, was, I did two that's hours a lot. Already. That's a lot, Nev. Four hours? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I was like running out of music, but then the um it was over with and I was just like, Oh shit, thank God. <laughs> then the party's over but, with. Like, well, how did you drag shit? You just drag it from uh, I just took everything and put it in the um on the stick and just, just used from it. your existing that? folders. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. what I did. Yeah. I dragged like seven crates into the, the stick and then from there I knew what I was I keep doing. talking about chaos, DJ Chaos in San Diego. Yeah. But he's yeah. one of the I think he's one of the best organized uh, guys with record box and sticks. Yeah, I want to talk to him. You should. I, we, all, I, we probably all should. That I've met. That I've <laughs> met. So like, from, from motherfuckers that I've met. Uh-huh. From what I was, I remember I heard him DJing, and I was like, "Yo, you sound really organized, man." Yeah. And I was watching him, and I was like, "And it's crazy, especially when you're DJing on the three thousands. The three thousands uh-huh. already organized kind of everything for you, bro. Yeah. And you DJ can, you can type on the three thousands, right? You yeah. type on the three thousands, yeah. but it already organizes shit in like BPM and mm. key. It does like all of this crazy shit, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got to fuck with the 3000s a little bit more. Are you concerned about, because for you and like maybe like a lot of people that are like you, like you quick mix heavy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So are you worried about getting on sticks and not being able to do that? Honestly, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't think I have to quick mix, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like, it slows me down a little bit, which yeah. is fine. But, you know, I don't know, man. It, I mean, but if you're doing a pool party, you mostly playing like a lot of house music. So you're not really doing too much quick mixing. It really depends, man. Like, you know, there's like, I'm not doing quick mixing, but I'm putting like maybe an acapella in, or I'm like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm switching something. I'm I'm playing the vocals of one house song, uh-huh. but I'm putting the buildup of another house song in. Yeah. So it's not like quick mixing, but it's just like you're you're doing all of these different shits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really force you to organize. Even you got to organize. Yo, I've been trying to organize my folders for the past year. Yeah. Just like figuring out what's the best way mm-hmm. because I'm not lying to you. I'm getting older and I don't remember like my sets like I did before. Yeah. Do you think it's because we're coming off a pandemic? I think it has to, it has to because- do with the pandemic, but it also I think there's just a lot of, you know, the, the fucked up thing is I've also never had to play like these sets for that long. Right. Does that make sense? Like back in the day, like you would run through a set. It would lay, maybe it'll last you two years 
Mm-hmm. But then, like, new music would come out, and you'd have to update it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. the new stuff, yeah. But, like, yo, there was a point last year when I'm like, yo, I'm literally doing the same set, and motherfuckers want to hear the same set from, like, 2000, I don't know, 15, 16, mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, I don't remember any of those joints. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seemed old. So you don't go back to your um, folders to see? What do you mean, like, my 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 playlist? Like your history. My history? Yeah. Yo, so, like, I, I know this is really crazy, but... There's a good five years where I was deleting all of my history mm-hmm. oh. because someone told me that it takes up too much memory yeah. mm-hmm. in your Serato, so you want to delete it. I didn't so know so you deleted all of it because I still have some of mine from like going back to 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. So like I stopped deleting it maybe around the same time, around 14, 15, but like uh-huh. all of these sets from 2005 to 2013. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's, that's gone, man, yeah. But no, but I, but I remember if I had a good night, uh-huh. I used to save them. So I have like all of these, like I have the club names and the dates. Yeah. Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. I had a great night. I'm yeah, going to yeah, save that's it. A, yeah, that's yeah. what I'll be doing. I don't do that anymore. I don't have great nights like that. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you was like, oh man, I had a great night. Like, oh my God. I'm like very critical, man. Ooh, I mean, man. it doesn't happen as often as it yeah, used to, yeah. but it happens. Really? I'm yeah. just like, yeah. I have maybe like one of those every four months uh-huh. or one every three months. Everything else I'm like, I should have done this. I should have went this way at this time. Yeah. I should have done this at this time. Uh, if I did, if I just switched these two records and I play that, I, I'm always thinking that shit at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and I'm never happy. I think the last time I had a great night, maybe not the last time, but I would say probably San Diego. I had a really really good night, maybe December, and then I, honestly, I think this last time I was in Texas, in uh, El Chingo and in Dallas. I don't know if it was just the the energy of the night. It was probably something I wasn't doing crazy, but the energy was crazy. I had a great time in Dallas. I actually was Fort Worth. It's so crazy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like how many how many good nights do you have versus the the bad nights? Like, what do you think is the percentage rate? Is I it mean, bad it, nights? It's not or? bad nights, yeah. but it's like nights is like, damn, I could have done this better. But yeah, I mean, but that's I, just a competitor. Probably in you, seventy right? to like, thirty. Right? The competitor 70, in you 70 wants bad? to like. I don't. You wouldn't call no, it bad no. though, right? It wouldn't be bad. Like your percentage was off on the shooting. <clears throat> it yeah, but we're, like, we're just being hard on ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but let's just call it bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then that case, 60 40, 40 being bad. I think that's, I think that's, I think it's more like I think 80, se- 20. I would say like 70 30. 80 yeah. 20, 80 being bad? I'm about to say 70 30. Yeah. 70, yeah. Like 80 20, 70 30. Wait, which percentage is good and which one's bad? 70% bad. 70% bad, 20% good. good. Right. But I think for us, we're. In- I feel like you just star now. Like you no, I, just- haven't, I haven't had real. I remember those that one night I had at that one venue. They, I was fucking like I was crushed over that was a really yeah bad. but like when you first start DJing you just so happy to DJ yeah, yeah. you so still have that innocence of like fucked over with or shit like that like or being yelled at and shit I, like I that. don't think it's that man I think it's after a while the music gets numb yeah. and it becomes it becomes like you know what I'm saying like yeah you get jaded like the music doesn't hit it's as like much like a relationship yeah. you've heard your set for 10 years uh-huh. and you've heard yourself manipulate these songs for 10-15 years mm-hmm. so yeah. you're just kind of like <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. and then not only that you've played the songs like let's say 10 years ago you played the song when it was at its height I was peak, yeah. So you and know then, what that felt like. So you know what that felt like. So then you playing it again. Ah, uh, it's jaded. You understand? Uh, you, so then you just kind of like, it's not a bad night, but you're not impressed with yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like if Back you, in 2007, I killed it. It's like if you was mad with yourself and you was fucking yourself, right? <laughs> 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 like you need to role play or something. Yeah. You need to do something yeah. to keep 
to keep it spicy. Keep it spicy, you know? <laughs> keep the interest. Yeah. Like she keeps she already turns around when you <laughs> when you pull out. Because you, know, you know all because you know all your motherfuckers got home at, at after like a average night. You just like, man, I really gotta change. I gotta <laughs> I gotta switch this up. I gotta Maybe I need something new in my life. Bro. Yeah, like you know, like it's a marriage. Like but you know what? Like, we we are actually in a very interesting situation with us being in Vegas because the crowd is never ever the same. Yeah. Ever. Like if we were in like other big cities where it's more regional, then it would be more of a gauge a gauging stick on how we're doing. But the fact that any given night you could have anyone from around the world here, it's oh, kind of hard to gauge that because your set's gonna always be different. No matter what we do, our set's gonna always be different. We're gonna be catering to a different crowd, whether it's more New York, more Chicago, more Middle East, more Canadian, more Latino, right? Yeah. It's always different in Vegas. And then there's no residencies anymore. So right. No one's, and you're never at any place week after week at the same night. Right. Except mm-hmm. like Franzen. Right. Who's like at Dre's every night. And to be honest, week, I felt yeah. like the city kind of like feels the effects of that. Because when you have an identity, it's easier to market the night. I don't know. There's, I don't know where to. I don't know where to, like, people come into town. I don't know where to tell them to go. Right. And then when I have people in town, I'm like, they're like, where should we go? And I'm like, honestly, it really depends on who the DJ is for that night. Because if I know who the DJ is, I can guide you in that direction. And I know you're going to have a good time. Or what you want to hear. We know friends is at Dre's, right? There was a time where we knew, you know, Tao's longest running industry night was Thursdays. We worship Thursdays. You knew Fi was going to be there. And Mm -hmm. you knew what kind of the energy he was going to bring. So I thought that that was dope, right? It helped build the night. It helped build him, too. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, it's a crapshoot. Not and not to shit on any DJs, but it's literally a crapshoot with who's where. And, and if you don't know who's where, it's hard to kind of like gauge what kind of a night it's going to be. And you don't even know where the openers like. The right. openers aren't even <laughs> regularly there. Yeah, it's, it's not even like oh yo yo like he's over there. Like I don't yeah. even know if he's there tonight. Right. And then yeah. it's like people hit me like yo where should I go tonight? I'm like yo I don't know. Yeah. And like I got to do all this research. <laughs> you got to go on Instagram to tell, like to let motherfuckers know where to go and shit. Like yeah. hit them group chats. Hey, where y'all at? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. But I don't know if... But, like, when did that even start? It started... After the pandemic. Well, the I pandemic. think a little bit before, right? Yeah, I was going to say before. You think so? Nah. Yeah. I was going to say 16, 17. No, no, no. Because remember when they were naming nights after DJs? Yeah. There was, yeah. like, Homicide Fridays. Evoc, Evoc Fridays. Evoc Fridays. Vice Sundays. Vice Sundays. Vice Saturdays. You know? I, I was it was Vice Mondays. No, nah, he was Vice Saturdays at Tao, okay. Vice Sundays at Lavo. Okay. Yeah, and then and they were just naming nights after people. Yeah, mm-hmm. homicide sat- Fridays and yeah. like I, <laughs> Crooked I Wednesdays. Else. Remember Crooked Wednesdays? It wasn't. It was just <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> it kind of was a Crooked Wednesday. Yeah, it was a Crooked Wednesday. Lava. It, it was but like, you, but you knew that I was there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. There was so I felt comfortable sending people there. Like, yo, I'm going here to Lava That's on Wednesday. That's a good like, question. Go. When did it change? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think no. I said like during the pandemic, maybe like a year or two no. before. Nah, yeah. fam, because it was like. It was starting to change a little bit more. Like you, you would be like if you got a residency somewhere there. You're like I'm there every week. Yeah. Now, like, and then it became like, oh, I'm there maybe once a month. A residency became a weekly thing to a monthly thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That mm. was happening about two years before the pandemic. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would just yeah. say 16, 17. Do you think it was just the saturation? Of DJs, I think the there city? was so many DJs, and I just think the bookers knew people, and it became like when DJs were forced to be promoters, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there were like live acts involved. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, it's hard to say. Really, I can't really pinpoint where where it came from. I knew like I saw like clubs would have tendencies, right? So like 
if there was a certain performer, they would have a certain DJ there to kind of accommodate that performer, right? Like a certain right. venue. They just to kind of do Yeah, like do like it. if it's a hip-hop night, they're going to have like a, a guy that's really like inclined with hip-hop. Or like mm. if it's a Latin artist, maybe they'll have a DJ that's more inclined to like Latin music. But other than I th- that, I don't see it. I think know? maybe that's what happened when it shifted from EDM to hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Is that all of these hip-hop open format DJs went to the EDM shit. Mm-hmm. And then when hip hop started coming back, it's scary back. Those motherfuckers that were doing who sw- who went to the the EDM side, the oh. dark side, or whatever, <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> no, it, was, like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you couldn't book them for hip hop no more. Yeah. So then you had open format, and you had this like you know you either had the dudes who were open format and did hip hop, but you you kind of lost the DJs that did everything. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting back a little bit to the EDM, like a DJ that's doing EDM hip-hop and everything yeah right yeah. now but like i think there was a, a it was definitely a more segregated back then oh 100 yeah so i think they they that's when they had to do like all right we have this guest let's get this edm dude we got a hip-hop dude let's get this dude mm-hmm. you know what i'm yeah. saying so i i don't know man i really can't call it yeah it, it was definitely a, a different time but yeah i mean there's no identity in the city except you know dre's yeah. and then like i know that probably like excess of the wind is always going to have edm mm-hmm. yeah. you know and they have their core guys that they go to for that, right? Right, right. Encore Beach, Excess, like they pretty much rotate within. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, it's going to be probably 70% EDM mm-hmm. and then, you know, like a sprinkling of hip hop here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But it really just depends. It's true though. There's no real identity anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They, they showed up to a, to a gig and I was kind of talking to the, to the manager there and he was like, I was like, yo, what do you want me to, you know, what kind of, how do you want to gauge this? How do you want me to play? And he's like. Oh, just t- just treat it like a Twitch stream. <laughs> what does wait, that mean? What? Yeah, what is that? Wait, wait. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait. What did he say? He said, "Yeah, treat, please, I've treat never heard the that. night like a Twitch, Twitch stream." <laughs> well, like, like, how do you even digest that information? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Well, what with does that? that mean? I don't, I don't know what that means. And he said, "Get creative." And I was like, "Okay." Like, I don't know. What, what does he want like, you to start a chat room or something? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I don't know. I was just like, I guess like what people were playing the Twitch streams like. I don't know what it what I was. Mean, does, that, does that mean play for yourself? Know, right. Like don't pay attention to the room. I like have a themed <laughs> night where you're like, thing. like what I don't know. Mean? I was I was more confused because I was like, I've never done this venue and I was out of town and he was like, Yeah, just treat it like a Twitch stream. I think he means just be eclectic, huh? I guess. Like play some But that can that can be so many. That's so much things, shit. Man. Like you can play whatever. Like at that point. That's a, that's kind of a dangerous thing to say to a DJ to treat play it like, like a, a Twitch, Twitch stream. stream. <laughs> Cause that could <laughs> Every, all four of us would interpret that differently. I think I'd want to leave. <laughs> if they told me that, you start winding up the chords. Just like I just be like, yo, man, I don't know if I could. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, I would just be like, yeah, I don't know what that is, man. Like you are like, yo, can you elaborate on that? Like, what? Does, I don't what know does that what. Mean? Play it like a Twitch stream. Yeah. It almost sounds like a bad song. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> play it like a Twitch. <laughs> play it like a Twitch stream. <laughs> That's weird, bro. Treat it like a, tri- a Twitch stream. I was just like, all right, yeah. So <laughs> what did you do? You just did what you. You was like, all right, do. cool. I was like, I bet. I was like, okay, what would the Twitch streamers play at this point? <laughs> he just played a bunch of Selena songs. Like yeah, you yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> he went in doubt. Play Selena. <laughs> Have y'all been seeing like the DJs who do their live gigs and then they set up the Twitch stream? At their live gigs. And oh shit. yeah, I've, I've see seen it recently. There was a DJ um, that he was um, he was at a venue. And he had his, the Twitch set up, whereas was, the Twitch was going live while he was DJing yeah, at yeah. the venue, and it was kind of weird because he wasn't 
paying attention to the crowd. He was like more paying more attention to the Twitch and the camera talking. <laughs> Talking to the fans and this and that. And <laughs> you see in the background, there was like a few people dancing on the floor. But he was like more concentrated on the Twitch instead of focusing on the dance floor. Damn. Really? Yeah. But no one talked to him? No one said I, anything? I, nah, I guess not. Double the money, bro. <laughs> Are you sure? Like he wasn't he was caring more about the stream than the actual the real life people in front of him? I mean, I That's could be crazy. I could be wrong, but it was he was focusing more From on what the, you observed. He was focusing more on the Twitch than the venue. Wow, but that's got to be extremely tough because how can you completely engage with your Twitch stream and still keep the crowd happy? Like well, I think, I think the Twitch stream is secondary at that point. I think yeah. the real people are what matters, right? Yeah, like, of you course. You would think that. You would think that. The metaverse. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. I think yeah, I would if I was a manager. I think I'd be tight, yo. I know. Yeah. Is that like a selfish move on the DJ's part? Yeah, he's getting double the money, bro. I mean, it's not professional. Right? But then again, yeah. it's the manager's fault also. They should be like. See, see what's going on. Hold on, how right. hard is it to fucking have a mobile Twitch stream, <laughs> computer, camera, microphone? Is he on the mic talking <laughs> on the chat? Yeah, but in no, the no, real life, mic? I was talking. He was talking to the the Twitch um, mic. There's two mics. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I've seen two yeah. mics before, bro. So, so the mic that, for Twitch wasn't going live to the crowd that was there. No, no. So he had two separate mics. Yes. yes. Wow. Because I know Franzen does this, mm -hmm. but Franz is different. He does. That it. motherfucker but, but does, he it, does it. Well. He does it like he's doing it for the for the venue. Yeah, yeah. He's doing, he's doing his thing. At, yeah, he's just he's just filming it. He's broadcasting what he's doing at the venue. That's it. Yeah. He's and not I've, focusing on the Twitch. <laughs> I have. I have. What, what was that like? Is that trying to like double up on your money? Double up, baby. Oh, yeah. like, like get your real <laughs> life, get, like get your real life gig money, and then get your Twitch stream I money. Ain't, I ain't yeah. mad at that. Get your rate. <laughs> if you get away with it, hey, fuck it. Get your rate, your rate. Get your bits. That's how you double your rate. <laughs> Jesus, are we are we missing out? That, that's, <laughs> we, maybe we should start doing that shit. Nah, that's like that's like working at Wendy's and trying to like 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 sneak off some like yo. I saw apple pies too on the side. <laughs> Yo, try these apple pies. Forget man. about the Wendy's one. These are better. These are warmer. Welcome to Wendy's. Oh, you want you want a, a combo number one? Okay, okay. But I got some onion rings too, though. <laughs> if you want some onion rings, I got them on the side. These are Wendy apple pies. These are Tina's apple pies. <laughs> Which one you want? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I've never seen a DJ just pay more attention to the to the. Yeah. That's what it looks like. The stream yeah. than the and that's the one thing I will. I know we keep saying Francis' name. Shout out to the homie, but he engages with the chat but he still shouts it out as if it's going live like with the crowd so he doesn't like lose the crowd i haven't seen anyone do it live besides him mm -hmm. i kind of want to see to see if it's even realistic but i don't think that's something i could do i'm i'm, I'm too engaged with one thing Francis, to try and, to try and built do different it. though that motherfucker's been on the radio since he was like 11 years old yeah, 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 yeah. Bro. you know what i'm saying he's like, literally <laughs> built for this yeah, like yo he's like france has been like djing on the radio and like handling for like, like 40 years like yeah 40 and it's crazy and he's like 45 no, I'm <laughs> it's like nothing bro for yeah, him. it's yeah. crazy how he, he does that shit nah, definitely he's definitely a rare fucking breed yeah, so man. like uh, Not, yeah. Bro, he learned how to roll a blunt from Tupac. That's how crazy this motherfucker's I mean, life you know, has been. He probably should write a book. Yeah, one of a kind. Friends, and if you're listening, you probably want to write a book. Bro. If you <laughs> haven't already started thinking about it, mm. motherfucker smokes eight blunts a day. You think like, <laughs> eight blunts in the day. You think eight blunts? Like maybe 15, right? 15. How many hours in a day? At least two. He, that motherfucker smokes two blunts an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro, I've, seen him, I've yeah. seen him smoke for four hours straight on a Twitch stream, bro. Filipino Snoop. Yeah, that boy. 
Crazy. <laughs> Yo, by the way, I want to talk about this new spot, this new uh, strip club. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't go to strip clubs anymore. He retires. Re- they <laughs> hang his jersey up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a new strip club here called uh, Peppermint Hippo. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they just opened up recently. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was looking. It was an odd name. <laughs> and I heard the grapevine through, you know. Like the streets is talking. The streets have spoken to you. The streets yeah. are talking, and they were saying that there's a group of motherfuckers, right, who came from Spearmint Rhino. So mm-hmm. Spearmint Rhino is kind of like the OG the right. strip club, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Go to. So like a bunch of motherfuckers left them, or I don't know what the fuck happened, but these motherfuckers hate Spearmint Rhino so much that they named, they opened a new strip club. And they called it Peppermint Hippo. Yeah. So instead of Spearmint, it's Peppermint. <laughs> instead of Rhino, it's Hippo. So they called the shit Peppermint Hippo. Yeah, I was I was waiting for you to say that story because I felt like I heard something very, very similar. You did. Yeah. And it's, they all at one point either worked or managed or helped run certain departments at Spearmint Rhino. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And for whatever reason, there still to this day is animosity there. So this was a big like... Fuck you, slap in the face with that name. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I went there for the first time. Uh, Sour Milk was DJ. I went to go kick it with him uh-huh. and uh, just hang with him for a little bit and then check out the space. Yeah. So they got this big statue. They really pushing like the hippo image and shit. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it's purple. It's in the it's in the Olympic Gardens. The old Olympic Gardens, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like I think that's the first strip club I've ever went to in. in I in, never uh, Las I Vegas. never went there. I never got a chance to go there. Yo, it's like three floors, isn't it? Massive. Yeah. Have you ever been there? A long time ago, man. So I think <laughs> a long time ago. But it wasn't the first floor was just a strip club, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The second floor was men's. Yes. So it was it like was, men dancers. Yes. And then I think they had like a third. Like and then the like third was I don't nasty shit. I, I remember know. going to the third <laughs> orgy space. No, no, no. I do remember going to the third floor. <laughs> oh, you <Yeah>. nasty boy. <laughs> well, what was that third floor? What was going boy. on in the third floor? I was so I was so young. What did you I think say? it was like the first lap dance I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. Damn. And I was with these coworkers because we were in Las Vegas for like uh, a trade show, uh-huh. and they were like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna get you a dance." And I th- and they got me drunk, maybe like maybe for the third time in my life. You sure yeah. you wasn't on the second floor? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, yo, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that was yo. hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Andy. It was Andrew. <laughs> it was Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be a totally. I'm sorry, that was hilarious. I'd be a totally different man right now. I would have been turned out probably. I would have been turned the fuck out. Oh fuck you! I don't remember what was going on on the third floor. To be uh-huh. honest with you, I was like, it was just I was probably like really wrecked for the first time, uh-huh. and I just had a dance. But it was I remember being on the third floor, and it was just like super mysterious. Yeah, it was because it was, I thought Olympic Gardens. They're like, we're going to Olympic Gardens. It sounded like a Chinese food spot, right? It does, like a dim sum. It sounded like some spot you go to get Chinese food and shit. So, yeah. like when we went there, I was like, oh shit, this is a strip club, and it just blew my mind. But I don't know what they're doing with the other floors. It was only one floor mm-hmm. over there. But I thought it was. I didn't. I didn't know there was strip club wars in Las Vegas. <laughs> like that. Was it popping? Was crazy. It was. It was pretty busy, man. Yeah. But like strip clubs in Vegas have been weird. Mm-hmm. Because originally they've all been twenty four seven, right? Right. Yeah. 
24 hours, any day you want to go, they're open. Mm-hmm. But now they they're closed. Like they like I think from Monday to Thursday they close at like eight like six a.m. Really? Or, yeah. A lot of them close at six a.m. or yeah. four a.m. Uh-huh. And then um and then like they on the weekends they may stay open till eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, no. So, for, I think for the Rhino for a while they were closing down at like four, and then it got extended to like five, six. I don't know what their hours are now. I think Crazy Horse might be back twenty four hours, but it's, it's all kind of like still like up in the air. Like I think it's a staff thing, man. They can't yeah. find bartenders, waitresses to work. You know what's crazy? I I didn't think about this, but I I wonder if OnlyFans kind of hurt the industry. Hmm. Like I feel like because even the last time I've gone to the Rhino, I didn't recognize nobody, and I, I remember before I would go in there. And it recognized at least a few like other dancers and bartenders or whatever, right? Like I don't recognize anybody, bro. It's all like just fresh new blood. Is OnlyFans still popping right now? I don't. Some of them, man. Yeah. We actually saw his homegirl who's on OnlyFans at Ilya Beach. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Alva J. Yeah, we saw Alva J. Introduced her to uh, Cricket over here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really fucked up because he every time he introduces somebody to her, he's like, "Oh, it's your biggest fan." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to react. Like, I'm like I, I do more to fuck with her than any anything. Yeah, else. but I'm like biggest fan. I got, I feel like I got to be more happy or some shit. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's up? My, oh, nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, he's the biggest fan. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watch you all the time. Like, yeah. I even, oh, she's <laughs> tiny. Yeah, she's small. She's not that tall. She's like, is she even five feet? She's like four eleven or four ten. She's five one, I believe. Or five. Is she? Oh wow. She's tiny, man. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because we were on that ri- that risen part of the stage, and she was in the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the elevate, yeah, the elevated stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. But yeah, we we met her, but no, she's still doing very well. She's doing really well. On, she's on caked up, right? Really caked up. Wow. Like these month, if they're doing well on OnlyFans, what are they making? Like half a million? A Probably. Month? I don't like two hundred million. I mean, two hundred. Whoa, okay. Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> I think fans. some of them are making fifty, fifty thousand. She does oh, really man. well. She does really well, really well off. I'll tell you that much. And it's it's up in the six figures for sure. Monthly, so, monthly. Wow. You think so, that affected yeah. strip clubs? I don't think so, bro. Because yeah. I feel like OnlyFans is one lane and strippers is another lane. Yeah. But, but I, I think feel a like, lot of them were doing it during the pandemic, and maybe they saw the money that was coming in, and just was like, "What do I need the strip club for? I don't even have to interact with with human beings." Yeah, you, you stay at streaming. home, just do your thing, just shoot your own you video. I, mean? I don't know. Maybe like the the dude that would go to a strip club during the day is a different breed. Oh, that's a different animal. It's a different breed, that's of a- motherfucker, right? <laughs> 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 Yo, if right? you go if you go in a strip club on your lunch break. Or you going with the homies after work, like around five o'clock, you a different. Never dude. used to go there for the Sunday breakfast buffet, right? I've been there before, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a regular, but yeah, I've the construction well, going a couple of times. <laughs> when I when I first moved out here, <laughs> these That's nasty funny. motherfuckers, right? When I first moved out here, uh-huh. these nasty motherfuckers are like, oh, let's get breakfast. Oh, and I'm like, you, you and Eddie, right? Yeah. And you'd be like, yo, let's get breakfast. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, where are we going to go? They're like, yeah, yeah, they got they got a good one at uh, Deja Vu. They, they, Deja Vu, it's like, they got the sausages, bacon, and eggs. I'm like, yeah, we going to a strip club to eat? Y'all motherfuckers used to eat like shit back when, when I yeah, first moved man. out. Yeah, well, Deja Vu used to have sushi, right? Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. Cra- crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. That was Crazy Horse, yeah. Which, that's I ain't right. going to lie. They got really good sushi. C- balls. So CH3, right? Yeah. I think it's Crazy Horse 3. Uh-huh. They have sushi. Yeah, they yeah, had like yeah, a, a, a world-renowned sushi chef in there, didn't I they? Think the, I think I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I think the guy from Sushi Roku. 
uh-huh. after his shift goes over there. Man. No, oh, that boy. And he, and then and I yeah, someone forced me to try it one time. Yeah. And it was good. Mm-hmm. But it was also 5 a.m. and I was maybe a little buzzed. <laughs> Somebody forced you to go to you know? strip club and eat? I mean, I was oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what it was? That I was they were they were booking DJs for a minute. Oh, so I okay. remember I DJed there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, nah, it was five. Five was like, nah, the sushi's decent. Mm-hmm. This was big five though. When five was eating everything. Uh-huh. Food kind of sore five. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this was just five just being like a fucking, you know, a hungry ass <laughs> motherfucker, like eating all the time. But he yeah, we, he ordered me some sushi. It was, uh-huh. it, was yeah. it was legit. I don't know if like, yeah, I would, you know, yeah. I would order it now, but <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not about the sushi I, I at the strip club, but I know I think it's still legit. But, hey, man. I've I've eaten like chicken fingers. I mean, yeah. All, all types of other I mean, D's eating salmon. You teriyaki, teriyaki yeah. salmon. I would never eat salmon. I was tight because they don't even have it anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, D loved the salmon. And they had the salmon. I'm telling you, it was the salmon, the teriyaki salmon with the brown rice. And rhino. Yes. And I think either one of the dancers or the bartenders told me about it once. I'm like, yo, you, you want to try this? It's actually really good. So I was like, well, let me give my normal wings a break and just try this salmon dish. Because my go-to was the wings or the breakfast sandwiches. Like, or the chicken fingers too. Rhino had the best. And so I was like, let me try this salmon bowl. And I was, I was impressed, bro. Like that was like my go-to before the pandemic. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> What's worse, the breakfast or the salmon? I don't know. It's no. fucking nuts. Man, it was good. Anyway, that shit ain't happening no more. I think there's only a. I think the only strip club that's twenty four seven now is CH three. Mm-hmm. Crazy wow. Horse three. Damn yeah. man. Yeah. And I don't. I think the sushi ends at like eight a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah. That's we ain't making it. I can't believe. I don't, I'm wondering what's changed though. Like. Why why they're not open 24-7? I think it's maybe they have an older clientele that goes during the day. Yeah. And maybe the, that clientele is worried about getting COVID. Mm, possibly. You know what I'm saying? During the day? It's a possibility. It's crazy because I have a, um, a good friend of mine from L.A. She comes out here to work. And she last time I spoke with her, I'm like, well, maybe I'll stop by with some of the homies when I'm done DJing or whatever. She was like, nah. She's like, honestly, my hours now are from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. and I'm out. And she was like, yo, I kill it. Like from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Damn. She don't even stay past 12 under no circumstances. She makes enough money and she kills it and does it like two or three nights a week and is back to L.A. So I think things, like you said, like the clientele has changed, like maybe the age of the clientele and maybe they feel a certain way. But for her to say that she's not only, only staying until midnight, it's crazy. Because, you know, them girls was working until 5, 6, 7 in the morning, maybe even later. I don't know. I think it's, it's going to change when um, after Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. I feel like it's going to go back to 24 hours. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Everything is different, man. Everything, yeah. like, everything is different. Yeah. I, I got to go back to Miami. I haven't been to Miami in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Miami's different. They had, like, a curfew during spring break. Like, shit, yeah. is, shit mm-hmm. is weird, yo. Yeah. You know? Like, New York is fucking crazy. I know. Right yeah. now. I mean, like, the crime in New York is crazy. Really? Yeah, it's bad. I tell you, man. New York is like Gotham City, man. Man, <laughs> like just, just dudes out there, like just getting robbed and shit. Or yeah, what? like I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it too much, but like oh, okay. my mom's got attacked like in January, uh-huh. um, and I don't even know if it was like Asian hate or I don't know what it was. I just think it's like there's no cops out in New York, so like a lot of people, like you would see, like motherfuckers would be smoking crack on the street, shooting up, Damn. you know, doing heroin. Like, it's just like the 80s back again. Yo, I heard the East Village and West Village is like it was back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And that was it was really bad back then. It's Before bad. it became like the art district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my mom's was like on 110th. I think mm-hmm. there's like a Korean grocery there. Mm-hmm. You know, like right on the cusp of Harlem, right? Yeah. And she just went there and she, you know, I told her, I said, look, 
If you're gonna go grocery shopping, make sure you get a cab home. So get like take a cab home, charge the card, whatever. Like you know, but make sure you take take the cab home. Uh-huh. So she like went to get a cab. I think some, yeah, I think some crazy lady just like started fucking with her, and then like wow. attacking her. She went into the cab, and the cab driver didn't move. Uh-huh. And then the woman like reached in, grabbed my mother's hand, and tried to break her finger. And then serious? finally, the cab driver drove away. Wow! But I can't even say if it's Asian hate or what. What, what the fuck it is? Just but have been some crazy lady on it's drugs. It's crazy. Yeah. But I'm saying like all of the, you know, most of the homeless people or people on the streets right now, you know, they're obviously like you know, they're not like in the best mental state. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. there's all these things, but I just know there's no cops out. There's not as many mm-hmm. cops out. Yeah. yeah. My boy was living in Brooklyn. He said there were shootouts almost every day. Damn. If not twice a day. You know what I'm Remember saying? like two weeks ago they shot up the, the train station or the train? Yeah. 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 That was scary. I mean, it's just scary. it's not the time right now. Like yeah. I know, like, yeah, it's 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 on some crazy shit where like yeah, you know, kids like walking home, they ain't walking home alone. Like they you know, like motherfuckers are getting picked up or like yeah. and everyone's moving in groups and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like robin yeah, season. Man. It's crazy yeah. in New York. I th- I don't yeah, LA's the same thing though, I heard. They got oh, fucking. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. They got stick up kids in Beverly Hills. LA is crazy yeah. though, man. No rose, or just as bad. I heard Rose? they. Yeah, I heard it's like crazy, but I heard it's out of town motherfuckers coming into LA and like following motherfuckers and scoping them out. Yeah, like like seeing oh this motherfucker got a Bentley truck or he got a he's driving a Lamborghini or Ferrari. Yeah, they follow the motherfucker to like get lunch. They scope him out. See what he's wearing and shit. Mm-hmm. Who he's like? He's got a Rolex. Okay, cool. He got this. He got, he got the off whites. He got mm-hmm. this. He's going back in his shit. Let's follow him home. Yeah. Then they follow him home. Then they like, they just like <coughs> literally follow him for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And then they know they oh he live in this spot. They got a gate. I saw a, a Cadillac truck in there. I saw this in there. We we get this motherfucker. We go inside. We threaten him. We go in the safe. We take his whips. We take all his watches. We take all that shit. Bro, it's even worse, bro. Like, these guys are just pulling up on motherfuckers that are having lunch on, like, like at Earth Cafe and shit. Uh-huh. If they see bags, they pull up with guns, and they just take everybody's shit. Yeah, man. It's like cleaning in the mouth. And I heard shit was going down, like, in that area. Like, we talking, like, Melrose, Fairfax. The shopping like districts. Areas that were relatively safe, right? They're not the hood areas. They're mostly, like, cool areas, family areas, where people just go out and have a good time and eat and go shopping. For those kind of places to be getting stuck up, Yeah, like, blew my mind. Like, seeing videos that, like, Jamie would send me or whatever, like, you know, employees getting shot over, over kicks and whatever. I was just like, yo, no way, bro. Because growing up for me, like, that area was, like, Somewhat of a safe zone. Like yeah, you, had, you had your pockets in the city, but dudes is getting ri- robbed in like hidden communities and shit. Like, I mean, spots it, that people don't even really know about. And that's a Jewish community to be. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you gotta just humble yourselves. Like, I know yeah. a lot of these rich motherfuckers. They like they don't wear their watches out. They're yeah. not like they're not trying to floss like they did before. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Like man. they just humble their shit a little bit more, so they want to get that. But it, I don't know if it's still bad like that now in LA. It is, but yeah. I think it might change because the, the mass mandate has come down. Mm-hmm. So maybe that they'll help, you know, yeah. people. Nah, shout out to the homie Bossa Nova, man. He, he, when we were um, out here celebrating Eddie's birthday, he came out mm-hmm. and he was telling me that um, he had went to a spot, I think in Hollywood, just to check out the spot for a potential gig. And someone, he came back and someone had broke out his car window. Oh, yeah. And he said, luckily, they didn't take anything worth value because they didn't realize how much it was. It was. He had a bunch of uh, tennis equipment. And, you know, tennis rackets are extremely expensive. Yeah. And he had a bunch. And he said, like, they probably didn't think nothing of it. They were looking for probably, like, a laptop or 
something a little more that looks valuable. But they didn't touch his tennis. Uh, he didn't. They didn't touch his tennis equipment. Thank God. But he said he had to get that fixed, and that took damn near a month because they were so backed up because so many people were getting their windows broken. That's crazy. That it's he couldn't. He couldn't even just go the next day and get his window fixed. It took time. I was in L.A. for a little bit. We parked into like a parking lot. Uh-huh. We went to get something to eat. We came back. There was literally a row of cars that all got hit. They wow. all their glasses yeah, were man. broken. It was glass all over the fucking floor. And was, all the owners were outside, like, yo, what the fuck? It was like I was like a whole row of cars. I'm like, yo, they're not fucking around. Bro, it's crazy. crazier. Like my boy, he lives like in a like in one of the richer areas in LA. The whole street on the right side, all cars got banged up and they stole everything inside. And the thing is he sells sneakers, bro. He had about thirty pairs that were all gone. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, wow man. That's fucking nuts. So, yeah, if you in, be careful out there, please. <laughs> be I mean, to me. it's, it's crazy. Like, I, for my mom's, I'm kind of thinking, like, I don't know how much longer she could be in New York alone. Yeah, yeah man. You know, like, I got to really start making plans for her to be on the West Coast a little bit. Especially, yeah. like, at least during the winters, man. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's getting too nutty out there, man. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of my homies, they're like, they're moving. Yeah. They're, they're not living in Brooklyn uh and they even leave, moving from Manhattan. They're going to like, uh, what do you call it? Like Jersey, Jersey. and shit. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, they getting out of that, bro. It's yeah. bad. It's really bad. Um, actually, I wanted to. We, I want to take a quick break because uh-huh. I want to plug the homie. The homie, uh, Matt Boy White, uh, sent us some drinks. So this motherfucker has a new drink called Primer. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be available in the public soon, but it is like. An alcoholic and a non-alcoholic seltzer, mm-hmm. but it has electrolytes. Yeah, it says electrolyte charged. Yeah, yeah. And nice. there's different uh, 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 volume of uh, alcohol. So it's a zero, five, and a, I believe an eight as well. Yeah. So you're getting different types. Oh, you're getting more alcohol. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, so 0%, 5%. Show 8%. the camera. Show the camera. I did. Yeah, I'm going to bust open. Pause. I'm going to bust open this mango eight real here. The mango. That, I've, I've been drinking in the black cherry. <laughs> <laughs> the darker the can, the more the alcohol. It comes with electrolytes. It comes with electrolytes and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is going. the new thing, huh? The sel- seltzer. Yeah, you get drunk and you you, and you get hydrate and you have you energy. I'm not mad at this this mango eight. I ain't gonna front. I'm not mad at this mango is my favorite fruit. I could do this. It's good. It's not called, like it's like called this. it's called Leo. Thank you for the package, and it's gonna be available. It's available in Chicago, Wisconsin, right now. Uh huh. But it'll be available um, probably in June. Out here? In the whole country. Oh, nice. It's called Primer. Yeah, this ain't bad, yeah. bro. Shout to Matt Boy White in Chicago. Matt, what's yeah. up? It's good, Matt, man. What's good, brother? Appreciate tasty, the love, bro. man. Yeah, yeah man. Um, what do you call it? And we're not getting paid for this. Um, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if this shit blows up, then you know you got to hit us off with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it blew up because of us. <laughs> yeah. You know. This is the new thing, huh? Electrolytes and alcohol now. See, they, just that want, way. they just want That's to keep shit. drinking, huh? Yeah. So they don't <laughs> drink, but they don't, but they don't want you to be dehydrated. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can just keep just drinking just keep the going, shit. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. What kind of, this is a crazy lifestyle, bro. I'm down yeah. for it. I'm down for it. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask y'all a question since we're talking about sneakers, yeah. right? It was a tweet about um, this dude. What's his name? Benjamin? Benjamin Kicks. Benjamin Kicks. Well, uh-huh. Who was that guy? He's like some little white kid, right? Yeah, he used to sell shoes to DJ Khaled, and he's the one that got popular from a house business, and he would say booming. Wait, was, well, how did how did he blow up? Well, he, he was a reseller in Miami, in Florida. So he was, he was one of uh, Khaled's guys, and he would get Khaled all the... Exclusive shit. But how did he resell? 
Like, how do you get it? How do you how do you sell sneakers to Khaled? I'm sure it's like, come on, he's a little white boy. He, I know he has connections somehow, bro. Like, it's 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 like you don't. I know some resellers that are cool with like Hit Boy and some of these rappers, but this is like Khaled. Like, but this is like during the SoundCloud <laughs> era, right? Mm-hmm. This is 2000. I want to say 15 when he started blowing up, yeah. right? And he was about 14. But it was also yeah. around the time when all these SoundCloud rappers were popping, and they were all Instagram acting like ignorant as fuck, and then everyone was acting. Resellers were acting ignorant as. Oh fuck, yeah, resellers right? were fucking insane around <laughs> that time, right? Like holding all the cash out, and yeah, yeah, flexing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really see that as much anymore. Nah. No, now it's like the picture with like all the shoes around him. All yeah. the Jordan King, 1 yeah, boxes. But no one's flexing the cash as much as anymore, right? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Motherfuckers are getting robbed. Because yeah. that's basically <laughs> saying, come rob me. I got right, right, right. I, I see that. All right, so like, so this kid Benjamin Kicks, right? He mm-hmm. recently got like a whole big stash of, I don't know, Jordans. Yeah, from, uh, a Union, Union 2s. The Union 2s, which yeah. is like, you probably want those, right, D? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> I haven't got them because I, I got the off white. I thought you had them. I got the off white um, two lows, yeah. which was the last release before Virgil uh, passed away, rest in peace. But yeah, I'm not mad at those those Union twos. All right, so some dude tweeted out about Benjamin Kicks, right? Uh-huh. He's a black dude, I'm assuming, who right. tweeted this out. <laughs> he said, I find it funny that this is often how white people interact with things from other cultures they find cool. Instead of just liking and engaging in something, they must conquer it, gatekeep it in some way, or make it harder for others to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, and I and I was like, listening to what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, there there is the stigma that white people tend to be, you know, the conquerors, right? Culture vultures. The culture vultures, the mm-hmm. appropriators. Yes. The... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're always uh, exploiting, right? Exploiting. They yes. take cultures and they exploit it, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. for uh, means of profit and stuff. But I was wondering with sneakers, is sneakers black culture? You know, like. I mean, it started, oh, I feel like it started in the inner city, in the hoods. You think it's, sneakers started in the I mean, inner like city? the, I, yeah, like. The popularity. The popularity. Like in the, like, What's the first shoe that popped off? Like the Magic Johnson, Boston, uh, Larry Bird. Oh, Converse? the weapons, the Converse. The, it was a couple, man. Like, I remember, like, like the ponies used to be popping back in the days. The ponies were yeah, you po- had, the Bob McAdoo ponies. You had the Pumas, the suede Pumas. Everybody was rocking those. Yeah. Then you had, like, Adidas popped up. You had the Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Adidas. Yeah, because Kareem was rocking the. Surprisingly enough, to even think about it now sounds crazy, but Kareem was rocking shell toes to hoop in, mm-hmm. which is insane. And then you look even further back, um, you know, guys like uh, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell, them dudes were rocking Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the old school Chuck Taylors with just the rag, the the rag cloth that kind of like ties around the ankle or whatnot. It's like the, the, the sophistication we know now. Is was not there. Like I couldn't imagine playing no Chuck Taylors, but so the the culture of of being a sneakerhead or having exclusive sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that started in black culture. You think? And not even black culture. Like I said, the inner city. So it was like the lat- Latinos, right. the blacks, whatever. You if you grew up in the projects, you always had to have the freshest, the dopest sneakers. No, no matter what. But I'm saying like a white kid, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's say a white kid in the 70s, right? Right. <laughs> it wasn't. They was. I don't know. They wasn't. Thinking you know what I'm saying? Like you don't they, think they, they wasn't trying to look fly with the. Sneakers. You don't think they were trying to look fly? Nah. I think. And, I what think do you was, think white I people were was, looking like? I think there was a difference, right? Like I think if you wanted to be fly, you were rocking certain kicks. But if you had like, um, if you were a part of athletic culture. Mm. You were kind of like looking at some different kicks. So like, if you was just like fly, you was rocking like your MCM sweatsuits. 
or whatever, right? You might be having a pair of Fila's, maybe some ponies, some Diodoras, right? Some Saucony's. V-Box is popping back But then. if you was like into basketball culture, you might have been looking at the Converse weapons, mm-hmm. right? Or like maybe like some of the early Nikes, like the Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers. The, so the I think force. it's like there's a difference in how it kind of like, mm-hmm. how, you, how your taste kind of like was developed. For me, my taste was developed from my love of basketball. So because I liked basketball, I was following athletes and I was watching what they were wearing on their feet. So I wanted to be like them. Same. Right? Like Magic Johnson had but the But you don't weapons. think there were white kids that wanted to do that? No, that's what I'm saying. I, so I, I, don't, I, I, don't think think so. I don't think it's a racial thing. I don't think thing. they was like concentrating on the sneakers. I, I don't think, think it's far-fetched. They was just buying whatever was like popular or whatever. I, I know, think, but uh, there's a lot of people, right, in the sneaker world mm-hmm. that, that consider the sneaker heads to be like of black culture. And right. I'm just curious. I don't. And, and I just Latin, don't Latin know. culture also as well. Yeah, but I no one Puerto, ever says and Latin culture. No, Everyone think, just says black. I mean, I look at Barbito. He was like he was the first sneakerhead I ever seen was Barbito. Yeah, no, and he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, the the, the the dude who was talking about collecting dunks and all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. like I, I've that's never why heard. when I said Latin because it was like in the, in the projects it was like you had your blacks and you had your Spanish people. Yeah, but like the generation now they don't they don't consider Latin like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. a part of that culture. They're they always going to say it's black culture, mm-hmm. right? If, yeah. if it's any Latin um, race, I mean any Latin people, it has to be Puerto Ricans. Mexicans no, no, you, Jamie, you're right. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. Look at the um, Rock Steady Crews, um, Crazy Legs. They was rocking the right, dopest, right. dopest kicks, whatever. It was Puerto Ricans. Mexicans were just wearing Cortezes and, you're right, and, yeah. and Chucks. Especially we not, on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, we were not wearing no fucking mm-hmm. Jordans like that till in the 90s and 2000s. But Puerto Ricans do have a strong hand on that. I, I don't see it far-fetched for a white kid being like, yo, I want to be like fucking Larry I'm Burke. Sure, I'm sure. I'm telling you, there were white kids in, in rich white high schools yeah. rocking these expensive sneakers. 100%. I'm sure. These, yeah. these joints, yo. So that's what I'm saying. Like The the problem is, is we weren't in those worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I first hung out with the, this white kid for the first time, and it was in middle school, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we went shopping or something. And we, he was looking at Ocean Pacific T-shirts, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I didn't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, I didn't even know what the fuck it was. Yeah, what did, I don't know what that is. Yeah, OP. Ocean Pacific, OP. Yeah, but he was like, oh man, like this shit, like every, like I mean, oh, he didn't say it like that. I did, yeah. right? He mm-hmm. he was like, like ah hey, man, this is, we call it overpriced, man. Everyone always <laughs> wants this these joints. Like OP, the white people was popping. Yeah, uh-huh. but I didn't see the value in the shit. Yeah, and I think at the time maybe a T-shirt was like. Twenty dollars, like twenty five. But that was a lot back then, right? That was, a lot. That was like yeah. maybe eighty now. I used to, I used to rock OP. You, you did? did it for Macy's, yeah. <laughs> but was that was like what white people did, right? But it that was, was like, like it was kind of like Ralph Lauren at the time, Ocean Pacific. It was like popping like in the eighty six, eighty five. But motherfuckers, was, was they really rocking it in the hood? Like that was like yeah. really that was like some white people shit, wasn't it? Blacks, motherfuckers was rocking in the hood. That's OP well. too. Yeah, OP. I didn't see that shit. Yeah. You see, you see, Ocean Pacific. Yeah, it's different. So who made Ocean Pacific pop it? Yeah, the like you say, it was like a preppy, preppy brand. It was preppy brand. Yeah. So how did it leak over to like the hood? The same way with Ralph Lauren leaked over to the hood. Yeah, everything. It was just bro. like it was just popping. People just wanted to rock it. It was. I'm it was the status. It, it, it looked dope. Too. It looked fly back then. Yeah, it's probably status yeah. as well. Like, like so I'm just wa- I'm I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of I want to know like exactly you know. Well, I rem- also I remember shit. like sneakers back in the days. We used to have you used to have to go to like this spot called the Jew Man in the Bronx. Yeah, I remember that. You have to get it was like it, well, you go to Jew Man or you go to Canal Street and get like some dope kicks because they really didn't have too many Foot Lockers or um, it's like mom and pop shops. Yeah, mom and pop shops. But they were That's also getting the exclusive shits because they had like exactly those yeah. tier those tier uh, yep. accounts with Nike and all that. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. 
And no one had those tears. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It started in the in the inner city in the hood. And you know what? I got, I want to talk to like a white person though, and get the white person experience. But it's it's, it's funny because I remember um, growing up, I played a lot of AAU ball, which was obviously amateur, right? So I used to play in these leagues that were very diverse. Like it would be black, white, Latino, and I remember vaguely like I had like a pair of Jordan weapons. I'm sorry, I had a pair of Converse weapons, right? The, the Laker ones. All the black kids was rocking the purple and gold Laker ones. The white kids would be rocking the, the black ones, the Larry Bird, the Larry Bird, ones. Ones. Larry Bird yeah. So I don't know if it was like a racial thing or if we just identified with those athletes because they looked like us. You know what I'm I saying? I think that's what it is. And so for a white kid, you can you can identify with Larry Bird because he looks like you. So here's a, here's a different take, right? Mm-hmm. Just because I'm ignorant about the white, the like a white kid experience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I don't really know the white kid experience, like 100. Yeah. percent but is it the fact that there are more black athlete superstars mm-hmm. that it speaks more the culture of the sneakers and the merchandising for these athletes and all of these brands like Nike, Adidas, these athletic wear companies, right? Mm-hmm. Is it translate more to people of color, black people, Latinos more than maybe white people because of the athletes that are, you know, who are showcasing the actual products. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I That's think a good so. Point. I think so, yeah. So I think maybe if there were more white athletes, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, for example, but, probably more white athletes in tennis, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that because I remember I used to always want to pair Andre Agassi's. Yeah. Because he was like, at one point, Andre Agassi was as big as Jordan. Yeah. And then his sneaker, even to this day, to try to find a, a pair. He had like, what, two or three pair, Jamie? Yeah, he had three, but the, the Air Tech 2s the, the one. The but, he, but he was, was like, the, but he was the, yeah, but he was like the first kind of cool tennis player, right? Yeah. And he was dating Brooke Shields. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. He had long hair. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, a he was rebel, right? yeah. With the, with the, He was like, a he had the earrings. Straight up 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the cool, like, polo. Was he was someone with like the, you would want to hang out with. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. Well, do you think that's it? It's that the fact that there are more black athletes. Yeah, because that in, the plays ni- a role. in the 90s, Could there was that. no real white basketball superstar. Yeah. Or in the 2000s. Outside of Bird. Yeah, outside of Bird, really there's it. never been anybody that kind of... Like what John Stockton didn't John have St- it. I was going to yeah, say John, John Stockton. <laughs> Yo, did you see him after the finals game? He was wearing fucking khakis yeah, and a you, white you pole. Like, some, he didn't like, have no... But we talking about superstars. John Stockton was the shit, though. He really was. No, he was great. He was great. Passing-wise... Oh my god! But no, you had like your Chris Mullins. You had like you but had you guys. No but as far ones, as like yeah. superstars, like you have Dirk, few. but Dirk didn't really right. do no fucking damage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there were some white players, but there was not no Larry there Bird. Was a, there that was a, like, you didn't see no Bill Lambier sneakers, shit like yeah. that. No, yeah, he was he was just being hurt people. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like there was no real. So yeah, you have a point. There's no real white. You know, yeah. I mean, look at Ross. One, I spoke to him a few times. He has one of the illest like Jordan, like outerwear collections I've ever seen in my life but it was he was attracted because it was like the superstar player fly cool shit he was putting out yeah who was the first athlete that really crossed over to black and white people and everybody Jordan 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 do you think so even Latinos yeah yeah in basketball or in, on, in I just any, think on every, any sport. On every it gotta be OJ though right OJ? You think so? Oh, you, okay you talking about yeah, not, that's what you talking about not with yeah. shoes you talking about just in general like in as general. an athlete yeah, no, you, you had Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. OJ. I mean, I Reggie think, Jackson was OJ, Reggie Jackson man. was in. I was gonna say Tyson, but uh, Reggie Jackson was a naked gun, right? Was no, that, that was OJ. OJ was that in was naked OJ. gun. That was oh, yeah. OJ. Yeah, but Reggie Jackson was in naked gun. He too. was. He was. You're right. Actually, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he the dude that almost killed somebody? Right. 
Yeah, yeah. He got I brainwashed think, or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. As, <laughs> far, as far as... I remember that. As far as like what you're saying, yeah, I think OJ, man. Because okay. he no, was no, the no. first one. Arthur Ashe. That's oh. a good one. That's a good one. Because <laughs> he was in the world of tennis. Yeah. yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. But was he... Because you... I wasn't but obviously he had, around. Yeah, he was, he, was he accepted in the tennis world? He was. Yeah, he was. He didn't deal with, he didn't deal with like crazy racism nah, or any of that stuff? Not at all. I was trying to think... I, I, I mean, you don't, you don't know though. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. from, from what I know, he didn't... They didn't mention that much. Never said it. not at all. <laughs> like, like I was there, right? <laughs> it was easy... It was just easy... It, it was all good. I just it was all like, smooth I don't, I don't think... I don't it's think like an escalator. Is, it was like an escalator. It's going to It's doing good. I don't think tennis is necessarily racist, but I just felt like there were very few people that look like him the same way tiger woods had to deal with it like i don't, I can't sit here and call the golf golfing world racist there's just very few people that look like him coming up country club he was like oh, one man. of yeah he was one of few you exactly know I mean? yeah, like, yeah. But i would say arthur ash oj simpson arthur ash never had a sneaker though right neither did oj no. no you know you know it's the most classic sneaker of all time <clears throat> the most classic silhouette of all time rod right? lieber and it came from a white dude right here we go i already know it. i know no last oh, stan, smith? Say stan smith, stan last stan smith. smith. Yeah. between those stan two smith. yeah you love yeah. that fucking silhouette <laughs> that's the most classic silhouette you love that silhouette yeah <laughs> i think it's the most classic silhouette it's the, probably the most copied too right oh you think so i mean i think all yeah for sure yeah but yeah, More I don't know, man. Course. I feel like Jordan, as far as sneakers, Jordan was probably the one, would you say, Jamie, that really just crossed over? But it kind of started with though, with the um, Magic and Larry Bird conference. Yeah. That was yeah, like the, the beginning. The weapon. Yeah, the weapon, yeah. 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 Everybody, everybody, even, Dr., even Dr. J had an um, converse. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that so, rivalry with Magic and Bird, it was so massive, but it, like, yeah. looking back at it, it had racial elements because you kind of wanted to root. It was like black versus white right like these two superpowers yeah and i feel like you know even in la like you saw it like in boston you definitely saw it so i don't know i feel like people just always took sides with jordan it was like everyone just loved jordan mm-hmm. no matter what black white latino asian like everyone even as a laker fan i love right. chicago bulls out where you know I, I he never... was the first person that not, not to cut you off i feel like for me personally he was the first person that i was like i like that guy i don't like the team i like that guy yeah mm. before it was like I, i'm rooting for a team you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. jordan think, just transcended all that shit but i feel like the 90s had a whole bunch of stars yeah so you get like everyone kind of had to pick their own because i remember mm-hmm. i was young mm-hmm. and i was like oh i like Carl malone yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah, like man. i picked Carl malone mm-hmm. and i was like a utah jazz fan because mm-hmm. yeah. everyone had like their own yeah like, everyone in my class was like yo uh, I'm all about like Charles Barkley or yeah. like, this dude or this dude. Charles yeah. had dope sneakers too. And everyone man. was like, oh man, Jordan's good, but he's just not like this. Like, and everyone just like had their own, like, yo, I'm Patrick Ewing's my boy. Yeah, Patrick Ewing too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I think it was just different back then. There was a star on every team. And then multiple yeah. stars. the marketing dollars changed too, to where you could like literally tailor your brand or a part of your brand to that athlete, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you were an Iverson fan, you loved Iverson. You had cornrows. You had his Reebok sneakers. The headband. The headband. The, the baggy. Right? Um, yeah, the baggy shorts. Shorts, yeah. If you was Jordan, you you loved the, the, the uh, Nike flight sweatsuits yep. and, mm-hmm. and the Jordan sneakers, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything was kind of, like, tailored. If you like Bo Jackson, you had all the options, gear, Trainers. apparel, everything. Like, yep. Deion Sanders. like Bo knows everything. Yeah. So, like, the marketing changed that shit, too, I think. Had mm-hmm. a big deal to do with it. I, I, have, a, I have another question because I'm uh, – with sneakers, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where do you think uh, the sneaker culture kind of got ruined? Like where, you know, like where to the point where like a, a guy like this, uh, like a kid, like a Benjamin, what's his name? Kicks? Benjamin Kicks. Yeah. Oh, uh, to the point where a Benjamin Kicks can come in here and just kind of like 
Sun the whole room. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> okay. So I'll, you know, tell you, where, I'll tell you this. Where did I'll tell it become about the culture or the athlete or the story? It's really simple. You know, wait, wait. But when it stopped becoming about the story, right? Right. And it became. It wasn't about the athlete or anything. When it just became a braggadocious thing mm-hmm. to be like, no, nah, I just got like. Even if I don't care, I don't even follow sports, or I don't care about sneakers. Yeah, I can get this sneaker and be like, yo. Yo, like I got this shit, right. and then you, you who care, you you care about it so much. Nah, You've been <laughs> you devoted 15, 20 years of your life, yeah, and you want that sneaker. But I'm like, yo, I got it. Like, ha, uh, <laughs> you want this, right? Like, you want this yeah. shit, right? Uh, Ten look, times the value. Yeah, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it on fire. fire. Yeah. You know, like when did it become that shit? So I think there's two points to that. The beginning of it was the Concord Eleven in 2011 december the concords mm-hmm. when that came out because before that jordan was kind of a little dry on the run so on releasing shit so 2011 the hype restarted with that shoe people were camping out people were beating each other up killing each other almost so that's when it started now was that one of the first shoes to really get that where the demand for reselling that when, that's when it started again when did, when did reselling start with, with the concords Oh no! Recently started years back, bro. But it wasn't as big of a business as no, it was. Now, right? now it's massive. But no, it was it was big, but it was not as massive as now. It was really, yeah. As, because I will go back into that right now. But after that, after that Concord in 2015, 2014, when it was more accessible to get shoes and you didn't have to go look for shit anymore, and you could just go on an app and just pay. That's when shit got ruined. Because you don't like if I if I talk like eBay, like, no, but this is after eBay. eBay already existed. So if I talk to Nev about certain shoes, like today he was wearing some certain shoes, he knows the history of that shoe. If I talk to D about a certain shoe, he knows release dates and when it came out. So he's a fan of the shoe. If you go up to a kid now and he's wearing a Union ones, he doesn't know even the backstory of what the store is, what Union the store is, or where did it come from, or anything like that. So it's basically just so the, the whole culture of it has changed. Yeah, right? it's you, like, you said 2015. I think it started changing like in the early 2000s. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when when a white kid could just go and use mommy's credit card and buy mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. That's when it happened. I mean, that existed a long time. No, ago. but now it's more accessible because <laughs> now it's on the it's on your hand. You don't yeah. need to go. Before, yeah, you can drive to another city or you can go somewhere. You're, you're saying you can, if you have the money, yeah, you, you don't can have get to. whatever you want. Yeah. You get whatever you want. Where, whereas back in the day, you had to you put had in to the hours. Of, you still had to kind of, your money no, didn't matter, right? You might, yeah. You still had to like stand in line. There was still a right? gate. There's right. still like gatekeepers you had but, to kind of go. But before it got out of hand like that, you would, you should, you would be able to go to the sneaker stores, certain sneaker stores. Still and, and get no get the latest sneakers before it came out. You just have to pay a little extra money. Well, that's the backdoor <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's the shit that that kid Benjamin kicks. He has he mm-hmm. has stores that he pays a little bit extra, but he walks out with a hundred pairs. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's that's not the first picture he's done that with. He's done that shit for the past seven six years. This is just more recent. No, no, yeah. I'm so, I'm just saying I've I've never seen someone just kind of blatantly say like white people come in they need to gatekeep they need to ruin it for everybody right mm-hmm. so yeah like but I mean this tweet is really targeted that white people can't help but kind of to like jump come on the in wagon, yeah. and just like make sure no one gets anything yeah. like they have to have everything oh no yeah but that's not even he's probably a five percent of of the resale market of I mean white people are probably like five percent of the resale market. 
of resellers, white people are probably 5%. The biggest resellers are the Asians. And people don't even know that part. Really? Like, yeah. Where? Bro, everywhere. Every Flight Club, that's Asian-owned. Mm. Riff LA, Asian-owned. Mm. You, you can go on and go on. Stadium Goods, I think, is white-owned. So, so a lot of Asians were... Yeah, because... Chinese people in some of these Asian countries, they don't get the Jordans. Mm. So Chinese people, if you ever on Fairfax on a Thursday when the when Supreme drops shit at the cafe shop, all the Chinese with money are sitting there. So if you get the box logo, whatever, you walk over to the to the coffee shop, you put it on the on the table, and they'll cash you out top dollar because they go back to China and they sell it for three times of what they just paid for. Wow. Yeah. So people don't know that shit. That's crazy. Not, not to cut you off crook, but I remember when I went to China in 2016, um, I was like walking around and I remember I had this lady that, that picked me up from the airport and she was like, yo, like it's like Jordan in China is like non-existent. You can't buy it. It's mostly like Adidas and other brands. Mm. So if people do get Jordans, they have to come physically to the States and get it or have some kind of way to like get it shipped that. there. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. I'll give you another one. From sizes seven and a half to nine and a half, mm-hmm. are higher priced on stock X or anywhere than a ten to a twelve. Because the Chinese got them little feet, <laughs> and they got the money. <laughs> now and then, if you look sizes twelve and up, also the highest price because that's all the ball players. So they got the money just to spend on shoes. So you just need like the anyone between a nine and an eleven and a half. You're kind of in a, you're in a sweet spot. In a yeah. sweet spot. Because that's the most common shoe size in America. Damn, I'm kind of that's why I always get fucked over with twelve. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's why for you sure. always go eleven and a half. Yeah, but it's not comfortable. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Yeah, I but I always want you know I need a twelve. <laughs> um, I didn't know that about yeah. China. Yeah, but bro. it makes sense. I didn't know that the market dictated that in China. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, and that's and that's the thing. Like, a bunch of resale shops now. Yeah, there's some Mexican kids or white kids or whatever, but that's the small percentage to what these brands like. Riffle's been around since 2005. Fly Club has been 2004, I believe. So they've been here for the long, like 16, 17 years. That's when the sneaker game changed. When those stores, those shops opened up. It's funny because uh, Jerome Baker, the homie, right mm-hmm. from DC, he has a podcast. Uh, it's What's a podcast? Yeah, and he had a conversation on what what kind of ruined the sneaker culture, sneakerhead culture, mm-hmm. and they were saying it was the Nike SBs. No, and then they because they were just saying that I don't I don't understand because why it was, they said it was that. harder to get. It's yeah. more exclusive because it was like the, the SBs were more at the skate shops. So opposed to having 40 foot lockers in a city to five skate shops that were getting the shoes, it's it's different ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how did that ruin this? How did that ruin I don't know why he said that ruined it. That didn't ruin it. for not yeah. Like me and D are big sneakerheads, but we're not going to, to go look for the SB dunks. Yeah, no, we're but not sneak, going to like journeys or like these like the like sneaker shops that sell those Nike SBs is a very niche group. Like, but like, isn't that like, where like like real sneakerheads would just go there to line up and get those? That's, but we're not interested in those. Yeah, like I've but, never, but a real sneakerhead is. Well, no, it doesn't matter because it was. It's not everybody's taste. Is it possible that a sneakerhead is out there that looks at y'all like y'all ain't real sneakerheads? No, no, because let me tell you this: in 2015, there was a dunk that could be sold for 130 dollars. What now is valued at 700 dollars? Should I call Jerome Baker? I don't know what he was meaning. If, he, if he's talking about how Travis Scott has 
fucked up the sneaker culture now because of the SBs and him wearing all that shit? Yeah, I, that's cool. I, would I, like think, to, I, think, I think he's talking about back in the day. I would like I, to hear his opinion, actually. That would be cool if, he, if we can get him on the phone. Because from what me and Jamie saying, like, the Nike SB was just such a niche shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't sought after from a lot of guys other than the people that were in the skateboard world. The only, the only reason why I, I, I'm curious about what Jerome says. Uh-huh. Yo, Jerome. What's good? What up, fam? Chilling, man. I'm I'm over here recording the podcast. Okay. And I want to ask you a question. What's up? Because you recently had on your podcast, what's a podcast, right? You had a conversation I saw on Instagram. You were talking about like what ruined sneaker culture. What what ruined the sneakerhead culture? And you said the SBs, right? The Nike SBs. Yes. Yes. And then we're all kind of confused on why you said the Nike SBs. Because Jamie's a sneakerhead. D considers himself a sneakerhead. <laughs> and they they kind of like, we didn't want that shit. So how did the Nike SBs fuck shit up? So the SB was just one of the first shoes that was so difficult to get that it, it sort of made sneakers more of an asset than something that was just a desirable collector's item. It was like, I can actually make money off of this now. So, I mean, we're talking 2003, 2004. You know, you get your Heineken shoes. You get all these shoes that are just, you know, limited run. Uh, difficult to find, you know, you start getting proxies, having people from other cities and states uh, get them for you. And so as a result of that, it's like, well, if this shoe is, the kids want to pay three, four hundred, anything is possible now when it comes to sneakers and sort mm. of um, the value that we place on them. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, it's no longer just like, hey, this is just a shoe that is um, easy to get. I can walk into the mall. So, you know, I got to drive. I'm going to have to wait in line. I'm going to have to wait overnight. And then it's like, as soon as I buy the shoe, I can walk out the store and somebody's willing to give me two, three, four times retail for that sneaker. Um, it just drove the market crazy. Things just went out of hand from that point on. All right. So, like, it basically, Nike SBs opened the door for all the wolves to come out, right? And just be greedy and, and shit. 100%. Right. And then they, they took advantage of the culture to make money. So you had a whole bunch of lames and weirdos coming through just to make money off of that shit and they kind of ruined it absolutely because i mean they also realized okay we can limit the product because they had sb then they also had some artist series or stuff like pharrell espo all sorts of things of that nature where they just said the limited product drives up the hype the hype drives up the value of the stew so in that turn we can just essentially take advantage of that and that's how any culture anything will get ruined when you, you know, when you go in that sort of, uh, that mindset of that approach. For sure, for sure. That's dope. Yo, Jerome, thank you, man. Thank you for educating nah, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys are awesome. Thank no you. doubt, man. Uh-huh. All right, brother. Peace. All right, bro. All right, peace. I'm going to come back with something that he said. Not yeah. not that he's wrong, but I think he's absolutely right with um, the shoe that became an asset. But I'm going to tell you why I think the Jordan 11 Concord was that shoe as well back in 96. Because that was the first shoe that I saw people that didn't give a fuck about sports rocking. Mm. Like to the point where it was such a big shoe. People were rocking, people were wearing that to their proms with tuxedos or wearing them in their weddings. I can I convinced my aunt <laughs> at 14 years old, back when we was in the Yellow Pages, right? Because the, um, the, um, the Columbia 11, which was the one that Jordan wore in the All-Star game that year, the all white with the powder blue bottom, came out right around my birthday. I convinced my aunt to drive me to San Diego from Inglewood to go buy that shoe. You're fucking nuts. 
like I don't know how I convinced her. To this day, I still laugh about it with her. I'm like, I like literally went through the little pages, called every Foot Locker in the city. Wow. How old were you? I was 14. Wow. Called every Foot Locker in the city, Orange County, Beverly Hills, neighboring cities. I finally found a spot in in um in San Diego in the mall. I was like, look, I'm two and a half hours away. What time do you close? Like we close at nine. It was like five o'clock. I was like, I can get there. Can you please hold it? They were like, we have one ten left. I begged my aunt. Grandma. <laughs> Bro, I begged my aunt. God bless her, man. My, I love my aunt like to death. My aunt Tamara, my mom's sister. We hopped in her Jeep. She wanted to be the cool aunt. That's what yeah, she was like, yeah. cool we, hopped, we hopped in her Jeep she, she, and drove two and a half hours. Might have been even a little more because it was it was like in the evening. Rough traffic. Hours, yeah, traffic. Got there. The dude had to shoot on the counter. He knew it was me. Like I got there like around eight. Paid him cash and we just drove back, man. He, uh, like, when, he, when he left, they're like, "Man, these black motherfuckers love this." <laughs> but like, that's how that's how crazy the, the Jordan Eleven was. Like that, I was like, I gotta have this shoe. You know what I'm saying? And that's to me, that's what it became. Like it became that. I'm not. I, I'm. Not, I'm not mad at what Jerome said because I am thinking back. I think it's another generation. No, 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 no. Because no. no. I just mentioned it and never uh, confirmed it. When I said when he said when those stores popped up in the early two thousands, so what I said when Fly Club Riff LA opened around two thousand four, he just gave you around that time. Frame. Right, right. So, sure. so if you know, he does have a um, he does have a point where it is the limited shoe and it's harder to get. Mm-hmm. So he is right. And he is right. However, if I think back in two thousand one, and I maybe D Miles had the shoe. To, and in 2001, they released a Jordan Royal One and a Jordan Bread One, mm-hmm. and they're both numbered to fifty thousand and thirty five thousand. And that was in 01. So that shoe's more limited than any other Jordan before that. So maybe that's where SB kind of got the well, let's limit shit up. I think what Jerome is saying is that I, you know, because I'm I'm kind of wondering the SBs maybe created a market. Mm-hmm. That didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where there, it became a reselling, buying market. Yeah. And it became, it, it opened it up. But did that necessarily ruin the culture of it? Or did it just create a market? No, that opened up the, the market. Yeah. I think I it like opened the said. market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, like- I think I think he's right. I think it, I think for, because it changed, it became from a hobby, right? Yeah. And you yeah. became an enthusiast to, a to now became a business. Like the shoe, right. I, I like what he said. Like so, the shoe actually became stock. Mm-hmm. It became mm-hmm. a, a asset, right? Yep. And before it wasn't looked at as that, right? Yep. So, in that sense, he's absolutely right. You know who's known as the biggest phone posit collector enthusiast? Who? <laughs> Your boy Wale. Wale. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know he was in the sneakers, no, bro. He, what? You serious? He's a massive He's a big sneakerhead. <laughs> Bigger sneaker. Head. What, was, what was he taking credit for? Wale was taking credit for DC putting everybody onto what sneaker? Phone posits. No, no, something else. It was a Nike boot, right? A boot? The Nike boots. Like the ACGs? Yeah. He really? said like, possibly, yeah. Yeah, he was saying that DC put everyone, put like made uh the Nike boots cool. Wow. Mm. And I think no. they were like arguing because it was like Harlem or Brooklyn was like, nah, like it was a New York thing. 
That's kind of how I knew it as. And it was it's the Nike boot, right? Because LA. Oh yeah, yeah, the Nike boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. LA was just never and cold Joel enough Santana to rock that. Like it was never cold enough to yeah, rock that. Yeah, with Drew Santana man. going at him, right? Like, yeah. Nah, we was rocking that in Harlem. Bro, back in the day. we only wore Tim's and Broccoli's because of fucking New York people. Yeah, like it was never. Like we it, never. Saw it was never. I mean, those were like standard back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah but for yeah. you, for us, <laughs> we, we was like you know on the West Coast rocking them with jean shorts. Yeah, fam, we were wearing those in the summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how we got. <laughs> into it because we saw you guys rocking them and yeah. we're like oh that's dope and the chakas remember those the timbaland chak- chakas yeah. yeah you're talking about the 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 most popular one was the black ones you're talking about the low the low ones right yeah the yeah. boat shoes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i love the boat i love oh, the no, no, not the boat shoes no the chakas it was like i love the boat shoes it was like tim's yeah. but they I was like rock those mid. it was like mid i would like get the boat oh the mid tim's yeah but oh yeah, called, yeah, yeah it was called chakas though yeah, yeah, yeah wait with the leather around it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I, I couldn't afford that one because you know <laughs> the one with the leather one <laughs> yeah with, with the brown leather on the on the what do you call it the yellow tims right yeah mm-hmm. yeah those were like 150 or 180 or some shit around there yeah. and then i got the construction ones with with no leather around no it. leather uh, and those were like a 99 right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, I got said them. they were like 90 bucks. Bro, with them bow shoes, was them Timberland bow shoes. I used to fuck with the bow, yeah, the bow shoes. That was my summer shoes. Man, I used to love those. Like a little yeah. preppy outfit. Yeah. Like a little Tommy Hill figure with the jeans. The khaki shirt. You know, you get that the, you get that gap, uh, that, yes. denim, that denim shirt. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The blue denim shirt mm-hmm. and Man. like some white khaki shorts. <laughs> you know, I, I still like have the, a pair on ice. Oh, shit. Some, some Tim's on um, the boat shoes? The boat no shoes. Way. Yeah. I bought them at some I would do like spot. the Canadian tuxedo with like the dark brown ones, the dark brown leather. That's a good fit. It's clean. Because they were like pure sliders, but they were rugged because the yeah. bottom was The bottom was like, like, like that Timberland yeah. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you could like kick someone in the face <laughs> and like really hurt them, yo. I remember that, yo. Man, and the, the shoestring was like that like raw leather. Yeah. The, the laces. I had Man. the brown like burgundy ones. Those are my yeah. shit. Bro, I forgot about those. And I remember had the, they had the brown suede joints. Yeah. That were crazy. <laughs> wow. Yo, those, those were the hidden in was, LA. Yo, why would we I would yo. Why were we wearing yellow Tims in the summer? I can't. I don't know, man. But I used to wear yellow Tims in the summer. Yeah, with jean shorts and white tees. That's how we used to wear them. Yeah. Oh, you did too? <laughs> yeah. Why like were you a... wearing? Y'all were wearing Timberlands in LA? But yeah, because we saw you guys do it. Yeah. Wow. I, I saw Fat like, Joe oh, wear them in some up. fucking N1 mixtape, and I was like, that's what it is. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers corny in LA for doing that, yo. <laughs> no, for real? But that, it was the Fuck influence. Oh, you guys are like the influence. influence. Yeah, but we weren't wearing like uh, the fucking uh, the plaid. We weren't buttoning the top of our plaid. Uh, I know. Because y'all don't know about being a <laughs> like the plaid, the the, the Ben Davis and the, like the L.A. Gates. You don't know what Ben Davis is probably. The L.A. Uh, Gates tees. Like I was all gang called the Cortez. Cortez. Like, nah, I never wore. I, to never be honest, I never wore Cortez. Bro, I, just, like, I swear Bro, you God. know what? You know what? I'm Mexican, and to this day, my mom didn't let me wear Cortezes. You know what? It, it was like your automatic gang member. Gang member. Yeah, it was like I, I just. That was like away, the first bro. pair of Nikes I ever had. Cortez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then a buckle with your initial on it. You ever had that? Oh yeah, I still have mine. Yeah, oh, no. y'all get get that. your initials at the Slauson Swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't do that. You shit. never had that? I couldn't do it. Like I can't do that. Yo, fam, I was getting rocked in the face just walking around my neighborhood. You think I'm gonna be I mean, flashy? <laughs> like I was young. No, no, you don't know what. Yeah, hold like on. yo, look, see, it's but, rich, but rich but Jamie, on my what, buckle. Jimmy, what year was you rocking the name buckles? Uh, two thousand ninety nine. I was doing it. I was like, I was rocking that shit in like eighty four, eighty five, man. Oh, I was like. Man, you crazy, man. I'm going to give my buckle, my name on a buckle. And that was the shit, man. I was fam. I had like to, I was getting in the fights like every day. I was getting fucked we up were too. every day. These were good, uh, these were good belts. You never wore that? 
No, I never. Definitely. I don't know if that's the one that never was wearing, but that's nah, that I'm, wasn't one. That's that's the ones I was getting. Yeah, that's the yeah, one that you, we was wearing a, over there. Those they are two, the, the two thousand the ones. I don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. Now, you're talking about like the eighties ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That shit look kind of wild. No, this right? is this is <laughs> this is ten dollars at the Swami. You get one of these. Yeah, like you yeah. get like you just double up on the buckle. Yeah, have it spelled out. I don't know about that one. Yeah, you spell out your name and shit. You can't even see your buckle, man. I was smaller. That's why you see it on the bottom of his stomach like I was like much skinnier down. I was much skinnier fuck that I was, but like, no, up, but I was in this at 10 you're a dick yeah but you got you're going to hell for that yeah like yeah like an upside down J like a, oh man like an upside down J on the bottom under his belly button that's fucked up I was much smaller you, you got to think too you was sagging back then you oh yeah you were sagging so you were sagging so, so low dick. You were sagging so low that you could see the whole name spe- spell spelled out. But oh, never you like a girl. If you have a girlfriend, you put her initial. Yeah, it was yeah. Cool and you put your girl's initials on your. Yeah, yeah bro. Nah, y'all gotta relax. Yeah, man. That's, did your girl used to? Relax. Yo, did your girl used to put her initials on her fingernails? Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, did you do that? Wait, did you? Do, your girl used to do that? No, <laughs> my like, like, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm still. I'm, my head is still fucked up on getting your girl. Name on your belt buckle, yo. Oh, her initials. initials. Oh, her initials. Yeah, yeah I was. Like, I thought y'all was walking around with like Serena <laughs> on your shit. <laughs> no, you get like an S. You get like, like an S. Or do like your yo, initial you, and her initials. Can initial. you imagine coming on the block and you got Serena on your belt buckle? Like, my like, what is that, Serena? That's my girl. <laughs> and then your girl have your name on her buckle. Her belt buckle. Yeah. Or, Yo, was the shorty was was the shorty getting her nails done and have your initials? You like on her my nails? Co- my was Korean name? Thing? My Korean name, J Jin. What, what the fuck is J Jin? <laughs> they had like yo, your government, like R S Richard Sung. Yeah, you know, I don't R. know. Sung? I like the full name. I, I, if I was a girl, I would have told the dude, I want the full name on there. Man, <laughs> Tina Marie Hernandez. <laughs> Put a dash. <laughs> the whole shit. Right over there. <laughs> no, but yeah, oh, that was man. a Malay shit, bro. But yeah, we were wearing Tim's. Oh my We're God. wearing Timbs. I've never worn a Nike boot in my life. Have y'all? Neither nah, have I. Never had it. Never. I don't know what Wale's talking about. But yeah. yo, let's, let's talk about Wale. <laughs> this is <your> boy. <laughs> Previously. Yo, first of all, I am a fan of Wale. I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. we all are. Like, yeah. I... I really am a fan of Wale. So, like, recently, like, we were at Dreamville, right? We yeah. were at Dreamville Fest. We were hanging out. We were in, y'all were interviewing Rory, uh, DJ, Boz. AO, Boz. We, yeah. You know, we were hanging out. We were in the artist, in the artist tent. Lounge, yeah. You know, it's VIP. Like, if you're in the artist tent, you're in the industry. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So, it's kind of like everyone's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we saw DJ Drama there. Who else did we see? We saw like some other motherfuckers. We saw T Pain walking around. T Pain yeah. was Kalani, there. Kalani. Kalani was Kalani there. was there. Yeah. Um, Earth Gang. All these guys. So, but everyone has like security with them. Everyone's got their like their PR people, their makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like to go up to a Kalani, you got to go through like yeah, you five you or you six kinda, people. You kind of need to know somebody to get to her. Right. So, like we, y'all motherfuckers were interviewing people. Well, I'm gonna tell right? you this. T Pain was walking around with no security guard. Yeah, T Pain's a real one. Yeah, <laughs> T Pain was walking in. All the fucking Dreamville guys were just chilling. I feel like y'all could have went up to T Pain and interviewed him. Well, he, he was he was in a rush because he was already running late. But oh. but here's the thing: they were walking around with no. There's some artists with no, you know, no security guards. Wale though, he was. So like, wait, we we finished the interview with Boss. Yeah. I was done, and then we saw Wale. And he was kind of talking to two people. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, Wally got to be cool, right? Yeah. I think you asked Boss that. And he was even like, yeah, he's cool or some shit. 
I, don't I was remember. like, yeah, was he? I think you asked boss. There goes Wale, and then he, I think boss said, yeah, you should go ask him. Like he's cool. Yeah, I, that gave you the motivation to go talk. Yeah, because I'm not the type to go up yeah, to like yeah, yeah. Celebra- yeah, like yeah, yeah. celebrity and be like, can I interview you? Mm-hmm. So then he was walking. So we're backstage. And he's he, he's walking, and then all of a sudden, like you know, like a couple more people join him, right? Right. So I go up to him and I'm like, yo, excuse me, Wale, man. Um, and I was about to say, like, yo, I'm a big fan, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm a big, and then he kind of looked at me, right? And he looked at, I don't I don't remember it all. I remember it all. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> so wait, wait, let me get my yeah. my recollection. And we'll pick up when you leave off. So he kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Like, why are you even looking at my like why are you looking at like he kind of looked at me like I said something fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Am yeah. I wrong? Like he like if someone came up to me and was like, hey, crooked. Yeah. My instant re- reaction would be like, like looking at he you. He gave like you, you a look like as if you kind of like came at him foul. Yeah, yeah. But he, you didn't. He looked at me like I wasn't shit. It was yeah. more like, why are you talking to me? Like, yeah. you ain't shit. You're a peasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this peasant? You a peasant. <laughs> now, had he said that, I would have agreed. I'm like, yeah, I ain't shit. <laughs> but you want to do this interview? <laughs> but before I could say anything, I think he looked at his security, or I don't know who it was. Yeah. And this dude just came in my face. Yeah. And he was like, yo, no pictures. Like, while I ain't doing no pictures today. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Like, I was like, I was going to say good to know. Right. But I was like, oh, that sounds like some smart ass shit to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then they walked away. And I felt stupid as fuck. And I turned around to you guys. I forgot what y'all, y'all were just like, oh, that's how it be sometimes. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Because we witnessed that shit throughout the whole fucking weekend. So yeah. wait, that's kind of how it was, though, right? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't realize that until maybe. Halfway through the first day, yeah, we're like, oh, because you know, wanna... we, we were so green, we were just like, okay, cool, we here, let's see who can who we can talk to, blah blah blah. Did y'all but... get dissed by anybody interviewing them? <sighs> I think we got like shaded, yeah, like um... because we're walking around with a microphone and a camera, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no one else is doing that but right. us. Like, so we was like, because Amazon had their thing, right? They had a whole booth set up, like a whole set, like I had a like a television set set up. To where they were actually doing official so interviews. So y'all look like the DJs who were streaming at the same time at the club, right? Yeah, pretty we, much. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like y'all were doing. <laughs> y'all, I got, I got we were the looking real thirsty. On. We were Jamie looking real thirsty, backpack. right? right? Like, we're trying to sell apple pies. No, we're we were raw thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're backstage at Dreamville Fest but trying the, to sell the, apple the pies. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't think we were gonna get Rory. <laughs> yeah, like to be honest, like I was actually surprised that some of the guys were so cool. Yeah, yeah. like you said, like Rory and Ao were super cool. Jamie was like, yo, break the ice. Tell him that, you know, like, you know, Crooked sent him some some new gear back yeah. in the day. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went up to him and I was like, yo, man, big fan. I don't think you know me. I'm D Miles from the Road Podcast. I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, but Crooked from New, he's an owner of New. He sent you some gear back in the day. And I don't know if he was just gassing. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was dope. Like, that shit's dope. And I was like, listen, man, we have a podcast. We're here. That's why we're here. You mind if you get a couple minutes for interview? Mad cool. Same with He's like, whatever you need from me. Yeah, he was, he was cool. So I think that. That confidence that we had from those <laughs> carried into like thinking we could just get everybody, and it just didn't go that but, way. But how did they curve? But how did they curve you though? They were like, "Oh yeah, and who that, curved you?" Is that they're like, "Oh, oh we can't remember. I can't remember." Like, oh, that's what's up. Well, maybe maybe after the performance or like you know, maybe after mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, yeah, and then just kind of like well, we ain't gonna see these motherfuckers. I later. feel like if you saw T Pain at the right time, he would have done it. No, the thing yeah. with T Pain was rushing by. Him, yeah, yeah, but he was yeah. by himself. But which, if he was, but if he was by, if he was like chilling, I feel like y'all could have done it. Yeah, yeah, he would have done it. But I thought I thought Wale was on that same energy. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. I'm not mad at Wale. Do you understand? Like right. I understand. 
I understand him not wanting to give an interview, talk to me, right. or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. He, he could have said it though. He could have been like, "Not right now, man." Yeah, yeah, Maybe but later. even still, I, I still, I'm not mad. He wasn't performing or nothing. Though. Yeah, I think it's just funny that I got clowned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is which is fine. Which is what I expect because I already know I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> it's fine, right? So like, when we we finished like a, a video clip, actually, shout to Alex. We've been working with a new editor who's been helping us with video clips uh-huh. just because we've been so busy and shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we had this Dreamville Fest video clip, and then like when when I posted when I reposted it on uh. Twitter, you know, I tagged Wale and I said, yo, like, you know, I tried to, let me read it, actually. I was trying to make a joke, pretty much. When mm-hmm. I tweeted it, I tried to make a joke, but on it was yourself, more of a joke on myself, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, I tried to ask Wale this question, and the question was, like, who would win in a battle or versus uh, Dreamville or TDE, right? Yes. <laughs> so then I was like, I tried to ask Wale this question, but he just walked past me like I was crazy. And his security rushed me with the eyes of death and said, he ain't doing no pictures right now, bro. And I said, it was then that I realized I really ain't shit, right? (laughs) That's a joke, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then another DJ replied, right? DJ Rinko. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said some foul ass shit. You should have yelled back, thanks for making filler songs for the club, right? At Wale. (laughs) Fucked up. (laughs) Which is fucked up, right? And I think that really triggered Wale, right? Uh And he just went off. So Wale went the fuck off on, on you. On your, on he your went apartment. off on me, <laughs> not the other guy. That yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like he thought I was trying to start like this. Like you were spearheading the shit. I was trying to start like this whole negative campaign against Wale. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So then Wale goes, "Y'all be so rude to people. You really think we go around trying to shit on people? And maybe it's a festival and a lot's going on. It's that main character syndrome that be beating your ass." And I'm like, all right. I'm not real. I I don't have a main character syndrome. Right. <laughs> I, I know more, I'm not. You're, you're I, more of a support actor. <laughs> I, I know I'm a. I know I'm a supporting actor in this whole game, right? I, I'm not the lead. Actor. You're not the lead. Right. I know I'm not the lead actor. Um. Anyway, like I ret- I retweeted his shit and I was just laughing because I didn't know if he was really mad. Right. Oh, he was furious. Though. <laughs> I don't really know Wale like that. I, I you knew he was mad. He was telling me later that. Wale's just known to be super aggro, right? Yeah, he's really upset. He really like wants to know why people heckle him on Twitter, and he doesn't understand why people just give him a hard time. I didn't know motherfuckers heckled <laughs> he him did. on Twitter. I didn't either. Yeah, he had a whole interview with this with, with Jerry Seinfeld. I sent it to you. Oh, he did send it to me. Yeah, but I didn't watch it. Okay, <laughs> should have watched it. <laughs> and I just said, "Ha ha," you know, Wale, you know, like laughing smiley face. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got love for you always, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he, that wasn't enough. He said, <laughs> he's so stupid. Wale was fucking furious. He said, it's not funny. Y'all spread information all the time and be playing with people's reputation. There's no humor in that. Some of us really try to be kind to everybody. Y'all still make up stuff. Right. And I was like, I wanted to be like, yeah, there was no kindness. Dude. I didn't see no kindness that day. All right. Like, yeah. but it's all good. And what you mean by y'all? <laughs> it's funny. And, and, and then I was like, you know what, man? Let me just let me just explain myself. So I was just like, to be a hundred percent honest, you kind of shitted on me, right? right. <laughs> but I completely understand. Um, we was all in the artist tent backstage, but you probably wasn't in the mood, which is a hundred percent. I was making a joke about me getting curbed by you. Nobody trying to ruin your rap, fam. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he deleted his <laughs> tweets after that. Because at that point, he realized you weren't trying to make it about you. Maybe 
Yeah, I, maybe he took it the wrong way, which is fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, like, I don't think any less of him. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. it's, like, probably, like, I don't even think he should care about this shit. Yeah. I mean, but at yeah. all. clearly it triggered a nerve if he was willing to. And, and you know what? I understand that this motherfucker triggered the nerve by saying he make filler songs for the club. <laughs> which, like, you know, like. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's bro. some foul ass shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, it. <sighs> It's kind of accurate, right? <laughs> wait, wait, listen. It's kind of accurate because Wally doesn't make songs for the club. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But he makes good music. Yeah. Really good music. And he makes really vibey shit mm-hmm. for me. For the women. I mean, just I think they're just dope vibes. Yeah. yeah. But I was starting to think about Wally's catalog a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also like wondering, like, it's funny. I, I posted some of this shit on my Instagram stories. And I got so many DMs. Really? I got so many DMs about bad interactions with Wale. Wow. Like DJs, fans. Like, I'm just like, yo, everyone had a bad interaction with him. Like, mm. and they're like, oh, you know, I DJed for him. And then he, he, I tried to ask for a picture and him to sign a record. Uh-huh. And he just, he looked at me and walked away. Wow. And I was like, he did that to you? That's crazy. <laughs> and it was another one where they said like he performed at a spot. He only did one song. He was supposed to do three. Mm-hmm. And he tried to leave. And the manager like caught him and security like escorted him back to the stage. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then he did his two other songs that he needed to do. And I was like, yo, there's all this shit that happens. I mean. So I, mean, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like I thought I was being an asshole. Yeah. But I was like, maybe he's kind of. Maybe he's a little dickish, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I but mean, maybe, there's a reason he's not. He's never really blew up. You think that's his? I don't ass. know. Maybe I'm saying I don't know. We're like mm. we're like pontificating though. We don't right, know right. anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know. No, 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 no. Just assuming, assuming yeah. shit because he was in that J Cole, Big Sean, yeah, like uh, Drake, Kid Cudi era. He was supposed to be bigger than he is. Yeah, but he never like really. I remember watching an interview, interview like with that. Jay-Z and Jay-Z um, was asking about like the future of hip-hop and he, along with those guys, he did mention Wale. He said like, you know, like Wale's like, he's like a poet. Like he's like one of them guys that's going to be around for the next 10, 15 years yeah. along with Cole and Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe he's not motivated by fan love or fan interaction. Or fan. Like, yeah, like so for him, like like you said, like making his music has no effect on maybe something that sounds good in the club. It's well, just no, no, I, shit that I, I he kinda, likes, right? I kind of empathize with Wale, right? Because people think I'm unapproachable, right? Mm-hmm. They think I'm kind of an asshole at like first meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't ignore people and shit like that, right? Are you Wale from the DJ game? <laughs> You're Wale from the DJ game. <laughs> no, but I fucking... I, but you I, would never do anything like that to someone that came up to you and be like, hey, DJ Crooked, right? You know, I did something really fucked up the other night and I actually want to apologize to the DJ. I was in the city and I was DJing and he was so nice, but he kept talking to me while I was DJing Mm -hmm. and I was spinning and I'm like, you know, you know me, like I'm kind of laser focused, Mm -hmm. but he kept talking to me and he actually went to get me a drink and it was like so kind. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, man. And then he was like saying something like, oh, they didn't have this liquor, but I got you this liquor. And then I'd be DJing and then he'd come back and be like, oh, like, let me know if you need another drink. And I and I play a couple songs, and he's like, "You you need a water or anything?" And I think after a second, like, he came back, and then like someone was request like, "Oh, this person wants this song," and then and then he's like, 
oh yeah she just came back and she said can you play it again and i was just like yo man like just do me a favor and don't talk to me when i'm djing right now <laughs> but yeah. it's like but it, but i damn yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cold blue. Well, they don't got shit on you, nah, 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 bro. <laughs> this guy brought you a drink. He need your favorite alcohol. No, no, but I, I realized right when I said offer you water. Damn, man. I mean, what would what would have been the better thing to say? Can you just give me some just space? Not, well, no, I think I think the straight up approach was cool, but as a DJ, that's kind of like etiquette, right? Like you know, not to be like trying to get, like indulge in a conversation with a DJ while he's working. You might say what's up real quick and keep it moving. If I see two faders you know, up or a computer, him on the computer, I'm not talking to him. You know what really, what's really crazy is like, I, it's not even that he's trying to talk to me. It's that like when you're DJing and someone's hitting you from the back. Yeah. Oh. So then you're kind of like turning around. I think there's like a sense of urgency, right? You mm -hmm. think something's wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you turn around and then. It's that. And then hey, you need a water. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. And I play a couple songs and then some, I'm like, oh shit, something. He's trying to sabotage you. No, no, no. Oh, I, I you're going through some PTSD shit, bro. Nah. Because in, in Vegas, everyone taps you and they want you to do something. So somebody taps you, you're like, what the fuck's going on? So you maybe, have trauma. Maybe. You're tra you're hurt. I don't, I don't think hurt. it's trauma, bro. You're hurt. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that, that kind of like fuck, fuck with me a little. Right, right. Because it was like constantly, I was getting tapped like every six minutes mm -hmm. yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have the... Uh, I don't know social training to be like, hey man, uh, can can we can you? I don't right. know, like I don't even know how to say it now. Like I don't know what to tell him. What was his reaction? He was like, oh, I, he was like, oh, okay. But I turned really. I was like in the middle of mixing, so right, I right. like turned around real quick, mm -hmm. and then he left, oh, and I like, felt bad. He's like, fuck this, fuck this. But I, no, I felt. I bought I, him two drinks. I felt legit, like I felt bad. Yeah, but I was just like, I just didn't know how to tell him. Right. Leave me alone. Like, let me just DJ and then yeah. I mean, I'll fucking, I'll, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll buy you fucking breakfast or a meal afterwards. Let, let's hang out after. Yeah. But like. This is your time to apologize to you. I know, right? I did, he I mean, he mean, probably I, don't even listen to the podcast. Yeah, anymore. go ahead. He bro. probably, I mean, he said he did, but. That's what I, I said, said sorry. No, no more after that incident. Yeah, yeah, I, apo like, I apologize. Remember his name? What was his Profusely. name? Profusely. I don't remember his name. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, if you, if you see this, let me know who you are. Yeah, please hit us up. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. We, we're not all like cooking, you know. We, we're approachable. Why, was I out of line? No, nah, nah, I understand. Nah, that's happened to me before. Like somebody yeah. trying to talk to you while you DJing, and I don't know. Sometimes what's the, what's I, the right? I don't even know what's the right thing to say. I'll be like, yo, I'm trying to like work right now. I'm trying to like, I don't know. I've I've, tough, I've been in your yeah, place. it's tough. I've I've done that. We're before giving as well, you man. I'm just fucking with you, but I've done that. Like flip I think, like, I, think yo, I said I'm it. trying to DJ right now. I, I, was, I was just like really quick. I was like, yo, just do me a favor, man. Just don't talk to me when I'm DJing. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. just like that. Yeah, it's probably more shock than anything. He probably didn't really. Yeah, yeah, he person, should know. He should know better. Him being a DJ, exactly. But, but it's like, like, like code. But it's like if he listens to the show and shit like that, he probably feels like he knows you in a certain level. Yeah, so but, that's not, but not why he's working though, man. Come no, on. he doesn't know better. That's what I'm saying. He didn't know better. How I think also like the the frustrating thing was it was so fucking dark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see. <laughs> Yeah. Like I couldn't see like different things kind of fucked. Yeah, I couldn't see like the the knobs. I couldn't see a whole bunch of shit. So I was like, you know, I'm like really focused and trying, giving all my attention in it. Yeah. And then someone's like tapping me like every couple minutes, and I was just like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, that yeah. tap that tap will get annoying, bro. Yeah, it does I understand. Fun. Yeah, and I guarantee. And he is like a bigger dude, so I think his taps were a little stronger than he knew. <laughs> I guarantee. No, I was like. <laughs> 
He couldn't even take it. I was like, yo. Like, <laughs> I guarantee when he left, I, I guarantee when he left, he probably was like, he understood, bro. Jesus Christ. here. As a, him being a DJ, he understood. Crooked sucks. <laughs> fuck, fuck crooked in a, in a podcast. <laughs> but anyway, I empathize with Wale. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Wale. I love his music. Yeah. I think Wale, I, me just bird's eye view watching the whole thing, I think I would have liked to have seen him just be like, yo, not now, man. I, I'm busy or whatever. But he like gave his security this look of like, I need you to handle this. But it was nothing to handle. It was like literally crooked trying to ask him just, yo, what's good? Like, you know, we're here doing this. Like, what's Five good with interview? Your time. It was yeah. It was harmless, but his security actually addressed it as if, we were trying to invade his space or be harmful. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he goes. Why don't you just walk in? I'm going to enjoy the luxury of life. He wants to enjoy the luxury of life. He needs to know you for real. Wale, I'm sorry. I love the song. And to that DJ, I'm sorry. This is confessional album. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Signs of love. Yo, Wally got some shit, man. He do. He do. We were going through his catalog. He got some shit, man. Yeah, man. Dice, dice pineapples. He comes in tough. What else he got? Not, yeah. Never. You still a fan of chilling? You like that? You know what? I actually I used to play that all the time when it first came out. <laughs> you know, nobody likes that song though. You know, nobody likes but that. You know, like let's say I like I like the beginning. But it was just like when Wale started rapping, he kind of like fucked the don't say that the vibe up a bit. Because <laughs> this shit is dope. You you know the label put this together, right? Yeah, this was a label thing. <laughs> and then Wale come, DC chilling. This is dope. None of the double time shit. It's like why? Double time. Double time. I don't Bounce even play this it. enough. Yeah. Bounce it. 2012. You think, this is still, you think this will still hit? Yeah. And the right. Look, I don't know about that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think if you're doing a 2012 set, this can go on. Bounce it. Is that Trey Songz? That is Trey Songz. Hey, we got to cut that off, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trey Songz? Oh, my God. That boy's on fire. <laughs> that dude is on fire for real. <laughs> Literally. It's crazy. <laughs> What's this? Oh, this I is the joint. You, call it, I'm starting to think ain't for everybody. you were telling me a story about this. Most of us yeah, the, anyway, the original you know girl in this. I forget her name. Tiara Thomas. Yeah. Tiara Thomas. Her and Wale kind of butted heads. So he had, it was, in, the, in, the, in the peak of this song, when this song was just being radio played everywhere, they kind of bumped their heads for some shit. And he went and got Rihanna on the remix. And, and she they did just that. explored even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song. This is definitely Wait, his what, lane. What, what happened though between them? I don't know. It was some like label shit, for sure. Yeah, I have no idea. But I remember when it happened. I was like, "Damn, yeah. Rihanna." Yeah, bro. If you play the Rihanna, that shit just. I feel like they put the volume up even more on that record because <laughs> 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 that shit was hard. Like, she could been smooth, but, but Rihanna got that voice, man. Nah, but like, she she you know? she even give him a verse. There, I'm telling you, it comes a little. From the shoes. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> hey, yo, that girl. Back at you. Bad girl. Is it bad? That hits harder than yeah. yeah. The effects come in different. Like yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Synth. Yeah, it's way harder. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> the synth. Like the bed springs is hitting harder. Yeah, yeah. 
everything, everything it was just mastered better. It was just like mixed in, mixed and mastered better. It was just Rihanna was like, let me take it to my engineer. I'm, yeah. I'm, telling, you, I'm telling you, it was probably 100% Rihanna's engineer. Yeah. Took that shit to another level. Even the artwork was better. 100. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yo, Wale got some shit, man. Yeah. Body, I like the body. body yeah, with, featuring with Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yo, you could you could do like a, a good Wale mixtape. You could, yeah, yeah. All vibey, all vibey. In it. I, mean, I was about to say, yeah, it's like all mellow, chill. Yeah, well, yeah, his like his latest two albums are very vibey, chill. Mm-hmm. And he has Trey Songz, Jeremiah, Chris Brown, and a bunch of the shit. So yeah, Miguel, him and Miguel have like four <laughs> together. That really hit. Anyway, man, Wale, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, it's all but, love. It's all, all love, shit. Wale. But you know how like shit like that could ruin your day, though. You know, yeah. yeah. Like when the motherfucker fuck with you, or they take you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. On uh on social media, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I apologize, even yeah. though I didn't do shit. But you know, if you ever hear this, Wale. <laughs> but maybe maybe you can be a little nicer to motherfuckers. You know, lesson learned, or just talk <laughs> to them. Lesson learned. <laughs> um, we'll see you at the next Dreamville Fest, Wale. Yeah. I can't wait to see him. Again. <laughs> right? Can't wait to run. Hey, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back again. Can I get that interview? <laughs> He, let, let's try this. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. He probably one of those assholes like me, where I don't remember all the good people that did nice things to me. I remember just only the bad people that, that fuck with me. Dude, he probably went into your Twitter profile and went to go look at your shit. Like, who is this motherfucker? Who is DJ Crooked? Never working in DC again. Um, all right, I think we're gonna end it over here, right? We're gonna wrap yeah. it up, but we got to give a a big, big, big rest in peace to oh, a man. fucking New York City mixtape legend, the Drama King. Yeah, yeah. K Slate, man. man, fuck, man. Yeah, tragic, man. bro. With his Street Sweeper mixtape series, yeah, mm-hmm. and he was killing the also the New York strip club scene too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a she had a magazine that was that was really doing well. I think he had it since like 08 or 09. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that dude on satellite radio for years, man. He had a Street Sweeper radio every Sunday. He did some. He uh, discovered Papoose, mm-hmm. put him on his Papoose was under his label. Um, he was on Hot 97. Yeah, Hot 97. He used to be on um, right after Funk Master Flats. Mm-hmm. So it was like 12 midnight. And he used to play like the most gutter hip hop. Right, right. <laughs> and I love that. Al- at the time. He always stayed in that lane. Like he loved like discovering new artists and just playing like street hip hop, man. Mm-hmm. Like he never changed. I yeah. respect that. I remember he, he just recently like put out like like a freestyle joint, right? With like a thousand MCs or something. It was like a thousand. Really? I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think last summer he dropped a mixtape with like a hundred. 100 MCs, and I think wow. they all did 16 or 8 bars. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, so it was like, a, I think the, the it was, I don't know, it was like a song mm-hmm. or mixtape. I don't know what the fuck. It was like 30 minutes long, but it was all freestyles from like like 110 fucking rappers. That's crazy. Damn, That's man. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did that last summer and shit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean. And a lot of people don't know, he was he started off as a graffiti artist. Mm. He used to go by the name of Dez, and he was like kind of legendary in New York back in the days, oh, like shit. in the 80s. Damn, man. And he's been suffering in the hospital, I think, for the past, for the past couple months. of months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah sad. Hit him, hit him, him and Kid Capri uh, both went into the hospital for COVID around January. And then uh, when Kid Capri came out, he was like, "Yo, I'm good. I'm in the clear." But you know, Case Lacey not out of the woods. So keep keep him in your prayers. So unfortunately, he passed away. It's so Damn. crazy how many DJs and people we've we've lost. I know, yeah. man. Artists, DJs. It, it's not. It's just continuing too. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest in peace, Case Lay, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, for real. And uh, shout to all his uh, his family, family, family kids, and friends, yeah. and everything, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think we'll end it here. Let, let's end it on a, probably one of his bigger singles, right? Yeah. Was the too much with A Marie? 
Yeah. And we'll play the version with Nas. The original yes. version, the yeah. The original version <laughs> with Nas. With, with Rod Loon. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing against Loon, but Nas is on it first. It's not the same. Bad right? boy. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll play the too much with Amory and Nas and Foxy, right? Yeah. 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 All, right. Mm-hmm. All right, yo. Rest in peace, K Slay. Yes, sir. Right, to a legend. Check it out. GQ, man of the year, that Bentley upholstery leather, the leather that be up in the coats I wear wherever I go, so there you have it, cashmere fabrics, never caught in last year's garments, holsters under armpits, chauffeurs in the trams lit, and the coat is holding on the Don's wrist, she got the ill wheel chain on, turquoise boots saying God son, it's the theme song. From gold to platinum, from rag to riches, I'm the boss of the boss, the pimp shot caller, worldwide rider in the bins with a scroller. In your city, tell your mauler, pimp fly bitches and tear they walls up. Dress nice, I'm super neat, ice all white with threes on the feet. Worldwide rider, coast to coast, from Europe, Japan, I get that dope. Send out two, I get back four. Your bra around me, I'm gonna lace that hoe. Smoke, drove, redo my whips, redo my chips, it's the bird Say man, bitch. So much to me, to have you to me, I can't believe it, all the things I do, you keep loving me, it's just too much for me, Manolo, the Chris Air, Canary, yo, if niggas hear me. Louboutin, Louboutin, bring fever, cocksucker, when Foxy throw it on. Nah, speak how I feel, I'm a Fox 5 general. Y'all rap bitches is oh so subliminal. That's why I want them, every time I pass them. Frontin' with Young G, the Fox 5 captain. So which hoe wanna fuck with Han? So come, we done the boss of them one by one. Whoa, now make me boss off my big mob, no. Spray off in the lobby, call us the shower posse. The Don Gargan, come through style and hard. With two goons from the Sherlock squadron. It be a bashman with Fox, them sparring. Yo, leave niggas on the sideline starving.
Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.